Dale rumming over there? I'm here. Sorry. No, no. I, I'm I just Black rumming Friday or rumming? <laughs> rumming. I thought he was rumming. He's pouring oh, himself some rum. No, mm, no rum here. He's he's window shopping. Yeah. Prepping for Cyber Monday. Is that I'm really just stocking a, up is, for more tables. I I beat the crap out of that Black Friday sale. <laughs> I I grabbed as much as I could. No, I think I saw Judge Dread stuff out at Tower today. Yeah, that dropped last Saturday. I did it. Snafu. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Welcome to another episode of Stanfu. I'm back. Yay! Right. Yay, right? Yay! This is Rick, if you don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know. Episode 41, just figuring out who the voices are. <laughs> right, figure out which person is which. Uh, everyone say hello. Pat? Oh. Hey, how's everyone? Dale? Hello? Jeff? Howdy. All right. We're going to go voice off for you. Right, everybody figure out who it is. We do that at the beginning of every episode, so when one of us goes through puberty, you'll know which one of us it is. <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> you didn't know there's like a mid forties Benjamin Button puberty. style. Yeah, yeah. You go backwards. You start. You start uh, cracking again. I mean, if that means right, I'm going to start growing hair again, that'd be great. <laughs> no, it just all falls out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, that would be really funny and really sad at the same time. Um, yeah. No, we're not going to go there. Anyway. Uh, welcome to episode 41, the, what are we calling this, the aftermath of Recon, or of Snafu? Debrief. Debrief. After action report. After action report, whatever you want to call it. Debriefing anyway, your briefs. Or just simply episode 41 and search well, that, episode 42. Yes, Jeff, that would require that I'm wearing briefs, though. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> so right. what, deboxer? <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants, guys. That's what I was insinuating there. Obviously, Pat. who would? Oh. I mean... Yeah, you didn't gotcha. get the memo that you can't wear pants while you're podcasting. Pants off, dance off. Yep, right. Anyway, I'm wearing pants. I think everyone should be wearing pants. Anyway, yep. all right, let's talk about some hobby stuff. If you guys, Sweet. Uh, yeah, if you guys, hey, should we talk about some bolt stuff? action? Yeah, right. It was only going to take us ten minutes to get into this thing to talk about it. Uh, Dale, have you worked on anything since Operation Snafu? Yes. What have you worked on? Ooh, I want to hear. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm not counting all the Black Friday shopping that I did, but um, <laughs> I've got sure. um, I've got about <laughs> the hobby stuff. Well, <laughs> 20 new Soviets um, put together and primed, and probably get those painted up. And I'm working on the rest of my Soviet army. So sweet, sweet. <clears throat> yeah, I need okay. to get it done for tournaments next year. Right. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super dun, awesome. Dun, dun. I'm excited. Jeff. How about you? Yeah, of course. You know me. I'm always hobbying something. Um, I picked up a box of Marines, U.S. Marines, just because I uh, printed a couple vehicles off the 3D printer for a Marine Force. I've got seven Marines painted now. Um, probably won't get any more painted for a while, but wanted to get a few out there and make sure I liked how they looked. 
Sweet. Are you using a kit this time, or are you actually just painting with colors? Just, I'm actually using a lot of the colors that came in the army kit. Sure. Um, you should be able to. A lot of them are similar, and a few of yeah. the other paints. So, uh, a substantially similar set of paints, but a few differences to get the uniforms okay. a little greener. Sure. And to do the camel Something helmets. just to make them pop a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. And i got to tell you, it's really frustrating trying to pick the shade of green I want. I did that first one. Was super happy with the green I got on the uniform. Yep. Did the other five, and it absolutely did not replicate. Huh. It was way greener. Like they they went from like, you know, faded uniform to Kermit the Frog's uncle or something. I don't know. You know, it's really strange. <laughs> it's not easy being green, Jeff. Come on. It was not easy being green. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a meme in the bolt action community. But right. You know, actually, the funny thing is, is that the more and more I've been looking at like good like good quality paint jobs on bolt action models and like um you know like the, on the facebook group and i think the reddit the subreddit the variety actually makes a big difference like if you have variety in the color of the uniforms it it actually helps significantly make the unit look better like joe is you know joe's only been there for two days and the guy you know the grizzled marine that's you know seen a fair amount more combat you know his, right. his uniform is going to be a lot more faded so it's kind of i think it was nice to see some you know differences you could make a tide commercial out of that couldn't you probably yeah, basically but, yeah i mean yeah right the guy's been here for you know he's been here for three weeks and he's in his third platoon and you know he's been rolling around in mud for weeks and then the other guy you know was just got fresh off the boat well, fresh off the end mm, right? it should it should still be the same green you're well, just shifting the tones Right, right, right. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Right. Sorry. If you want to get into the artsy fartsy side of it, yes, it is mostly <laughs> just the. <laughs> well, no, it's just like, you know, this this bro isn't neon green and the other guy's John Deere green and this right. last bro <laughs> is autumn right. green. Yeah. I mean. You want to be within shades um, of green of each other. Just some are more faded and some are crisper. Right. Saturation of the color is right. really what you're looking yeah. for. So what some you, are going to be less, more. Uh, what do you think is the best way to achieve that? I'm just curious. Me? Well, all of us. Um, you're, the, you're the artsy fartsy one, Rick. Yeah, so, I mean, the easiest way to do that is is you find the green and then you work your way up or down by adding a little more brown or, or a little more, or a little more. Like, you don't want to add any more yellow or you don't want to add any, like, brown might be a wrong color. Yeah, you want to, like, white and black blue. is the easiest way. Blue maybe would work, but blue's going to shift it too a little bit, right? Like, because <laughs> if you like got a, a green like a, and you're working like a yellow five or, to blues, one or a five to one or a four to one mix as you, as you go up or down. Yeah, I, yes, I think that's the easiest way. Dale, you're pretty good at doing this, but it, I mean, I think what they would encourage you to do in an art class is use black and white to tone your to get your tones up and down. But okay. black is really difficult to use, and white could. I mean, with green, white would work just fine. I would use a very, very, very little bit of white if you're going to do that. Yeah, like you don't use you don't need a lot. I don't know how you manage to like totally screw up the colors, other than that maybe it was maybe it settled really fast again. You know, it's so it was a consistency thing. So, like, the first uniform mm. took a consistency. Like, the entire uniform is basically that color, and it looks great. And the other ones, I did the exact same process, which was using a shader on it after I did a base coat, okay. and it came out just splotchy as shit. Huh. Mm. And I don't know why that was. Bad primer. So far, my... Bad primer? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. My, my, my solution to go back through it is, has been, for me is these guys were too green with the shader on it. So I went back through and very, uh, not quite a dry brush, but close to it, painted the original base coat back on it again. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's transparent enough, because I thinned it enough, that 
it's brought the color back but left some of that shading underneath so they look dirty these guys look like they've been crawling around in the sand but it's no. i'm okay with the effect okay but it's more work than i was intending <laughs> yeah it's always sucks when you have to pay more, more twice, work than the average right. jeff wants to do Exactly. I'm I'm one of those guys who likes to hit it and quit it on the on the models, right? I'm quick and dirty with them, but right. I couldn't let those go onto the table. It was, I mean, we that could was not cut do all it. like the third word out of that sentence, and that would be a totally different podcast. <laughs> all right, um, okay. we can do that with most of our conversations. True. Right? So, so did you print that? Uh, what did you have? A buffalo? Yeah, that looked really good for a 3D print. Was- yeah, it turned out great. Actually, I was really happy. I also printed a. Uh, an LVT alligator, so the with a turreted one with two machine gunners in mm. the back. Sure. Um, 3D printing machine gunner dudes looks like crap. So, yeah. uh, you know, I actually ordered uh, on that Black Friday sale, I ordered some of those uh, Higgins boat gunners, the metal ones that Warlord oh, makes, nice. and I'm just going to okay. drop them in the hole <laughs> on go. the back of this thing, and I think it'll work just fine. Again, different podcast. Yeah, right. Right, right. Just, but I mean, just full of nuggets tonight. Yeah, everything except the, the printed dudes looks uh, almost as good as them. I mean, it's not quite Rubicon quality, but right. it's and also not $37. No, right. it's and not. And seen from 18 to two, 18 to 24 inches away, who's, it's who's close enough. From yeah. a playability standpoint, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Right. It's the right it's, size. Everything's basically the right dimension so it's only if you ever want to compete for like best painted and someone's sure. getting six inches away from your stuff they're gonna like be like right. oh it's 3d printed well and I if we reach that point i'll buy a, a rubicon printer i'll buy a warlord one right. and, you know right something sub something. that in <laughs> well and quite honestly i have the i have the warlord buffalo and i not no offense and it's probably not i don't know maybe it's just the one i bought but it wasn't the greatest resin model i've ever owned yeah i would if i was going to get one i i will also admit to wanting to get the rubicon because their kits are just really good and i and i prefer plastic kits over resin kits i just sure do. i'm like 99 percent certain i bought it at adepticon and it was probably like the the beat up like been on the shelf for like 16 years like type <laughs> model i don't even think the rubicon existed yet when i bought mine but it was just like uh yeah it's the box had seen a fair amount of weathering yeah so whatever and, and those things happen. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, and, and you know what? I'm still satisfied with it. It's just, it weighs, it weighs like five pounds because it's like a big giant block of <laughs> <Right>. resin. <laughs> exactly. That's the other thing I like about the plastics is sure. they're a hell of a lot lighter to carry around with you. you like, or you drop it, it's going to explode because it's like five pounds of resin. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pat, how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been doing lots of Resting. hobbying in my mind. Fair. Yeah. That's where it starts. I nailed, I got a lot of stuff on the uh, Black Friday sale that I probably put in three different orders. So whenever that shows up, hopefully before January. But <clears throat> yeah, don't hold out. They, they claim to be, they have a better process, but I haven't got a confirmation email on any of the three orders I put in. So I'm not anticipating mm-hmm. seeing it this calendar year. Actually, I don't, I don't know that I've seen a confirmation. That's a good point. I haven't seen one for me either. Yeah. Now I'm going to so, go look. I'm, I'm well, okay with the, it because if it's late, hey, I'm happy. We, <laughs> hey, we got your order, and then they usually send the "Hey, we shipped it" or "We're preparing to ship it" sort of thing. So, oh, I, I'm going to guess they're not even going to look at shipping any of these black order deals until like Monday at the earliest, and much more likely well, next right. Friday. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I right. don't see it happening anytime soon. I got a confirmation email. That's all I got so far. Right, I got the "Hey, we we got your money, and you want this stuff." So you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, in that. Sucker. <laughs> 
in that I also piggyback some of the some of the Sarissa stuff that I wanted to get for the next nice. table I'm going to be working on, and that's going to be uh, kind of a the island hopping sort of thing. I kind of have a, a small vision how that's going to work out in my head. We'll see how closely that actually happens. <laughs> so, uh, also looking at looking at tournaments coming up, trying to get some list ideas together. Um, but for sure, going to be hitting the bug eater this year. Uh, apparently, I'm going to Adepticon this year. Yep. So, we talked yep. about that briefly in the last episode. So, I guess if if my train's going to be there, I might as well play in the tournament. Right. So, that Is registration that a competitive hits. thing? Just so I know how to approach that. Uh, nationals. Yeah. Yes. Bring your filth. Yeah, if you want to have don't, don't no shower, f- no fluffy bunny stuff. It well, if you can, if you want to bring fluffy bunny, fine. But be be advised that you will be of the very few fluffy bunnies if you do. Nationals right. is hyper aggressive. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So, and I don't know what the format is. I'm hoping to find out early next week. Uh, well, this we sign up next first week, of so. December. Cool. Yeah, you better find out before signups. Um, Historically, the list building rules don't always go out before the signups open up. I think it was January last year that they got posted. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. right. But I would assume it's similar. Of course, you know me. I I got an inside man, so I've got him working on the problem. (laughs) And I I hope to know something uh, by next week. And if I hear anything, I'll of course post it on our Facebook. What day does that go live? That's good. December Uh, December eighth. December eighth. All right. At uh, noon central, noon Eastern time. Where am I going to so be? So one o'clock day? for us. Jesus, uh, I'm going to be in Jeff. Okay. Can you need to sign up for you. Uh, I'll send you a message from before I get on the boat and let you know. Because <laughs> okay. they do have uh, Adepticon does have that option to sign up other people. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to be in Shanghai that day, which means I should have internet access from somewhere. You're literally going to be Shanghai. I am literally going to be in Shanghai that day. Mm, wow! Tomorrow. World traveler. Yeah. Thanks for going there, so I don't have to. That's fine. I'll get you some nice pictures from Okinawa too, and see if we can't get some terrain ideas. Ooh, that's cool. Oh, hey, you want my sister's address? She lives in Okinawa. No shit. No shit. Uh, d- huh. Their husband's stationed there. Oh, has oh, been for maybe. a dozen years. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got a base. I don't know. How, I got like what twelve hours in Okinawa. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I can uh, I'll at least uh, find out some good spots that uh, wouldn't hit the normal tourist stuff, and I'll pass it on to you. I would appreciate that because we're. I think we're taking that day on our own. So. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I'll do that. Sweet. Thanks. Yeah. That's that's not hobby stuff, but that's that's cool world stuff. It's tangentially awesome. related to hobby stuff, right? Right. Okinawa was yeah. in the war. You damn right it was. So. <laughs> was <laughs> very much so. We in fact we have a base there to prove it. As a matter of fact, <laughs> we certainly do. <laughs> And troops, as we huh. pointed out. Uh, so that's it. so the other one's a bug eater. So I'm, I'm tossing back and forth between two lists that I'm, I'm either got. So I had my uh, DAC Germans that Jeff and I did teams Adepticon last year, which I think mm-hmm. were really good, and I think I could bolster that force out a little bit to get to a thousand point of cheese for bug eater. But for I'm sure. also kicking back. I'm also kicking back and forth with doing uh, British. Uh, so bug eater this year is thousand points, dual platoon. One of them can be an armor platoon. So I'm thinking of doing a uh, oh, Stuart, Stuart spam and uh, and then a regular platoon. 
I haven't decided officially on the nationality if I'm going to stick with British or if I might go to Indian to get that free group of troops. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Well, I have been hobbying. And I've been Black Friday Friday shopping as well. Even better. Well, Well, you know, you guys got all the cool pictures of I was really... I was sad that I wasn't at Operation Stampu. It looked like a good time. We Everything looked, it looked beautiful. I was. I wish I had been there, but obviously it, that was just not in the cards. But so yeah, when I got back home, uh, so last night I busted out all the stuff, and uh, I may have bought more <laughs> more guns because yeah. <laughs> you were just blazing through the ones you had. Well, well, so there's a couple problems that I'm having that I'm running into. So on the winter German infantry sprue, so I'm using all my dudes have rifles. Mm-hmm. The problem sure. is, is that the winter German infantry, half of them have SMGs. I was going to say, yeah, they only got like three or four rifles on those. For three or, or four, guys. yeah, right. There's yep. like six bodies and like, I think there's only three, four, four rifles. Four rifles. Yep. I had that yeah. problem when I, when I did the uh, Hungarians. Yep. Yeah. So I'm problem. running into a, I'm struggling with, uh, with enough of those guys. So I ended up buying some more sprues worth another whole box is worth that hopefully will get me close to enough. Um, I mapped it all out and I, you know, bought all of the remaining pieces to do all of the, uh, all of my versions of the list. So access, my two access lists and my ally lists and all that stuff. So bought all that stuff and I put together, dude, it's an insane amount of stuff. Like I only had half the guys out and I'm like, this is more guys than I'm used to playing with in general. <laughs> I, was only, I only had forty guys. I only had four guy, forty guys in front of me. I'm like, this is only half of the dudes in this army. Oh boy, this is gonna be. It's. An, it looks like it's gonna be intimidating for people. I hope it is. I hope it scares people. Well, I think it will be. That sounds awesome. It's a lot of bros. To make people to make people play worse. It is a lot of bros. A lot of regular dudes, no less. Mm, but that's okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I started doing that and got getting there. I, um, having put this stuff together, I think putting them together is the most labor-intensive part of the process. So, yeah, and I actually the pro, and the other problem is this, so I'm mixing Soviet bodies in with it. So, so there's going to be some guys wearing Soviet winter outfits and some German like the stuff long coats. And, what's or that? The the long coats or the yep yep. Well, uh, some for the Soviets, it's a little bit of, yeah. So it's whatever came on the winter sprue. I'm mixing those in, okay, and I'm intermingling like arms and helmets so all, all you know I'm, I, I bought those Romanian helmets off of Shapeways so I'm you know I'm working on those too so it kind of is like a tying element between all of them um, and actually speaking with John Redman uh, I don't know most people don't know who that is but he's a, a, one of our fellow gamers mm-hmm. and he was talking to me about the historical aspect of like when they flipped before they flipped the the Germans made the Romanians wear yellow armbands, I think is what it, what he said. I, I didn't dig through all the history of this. But because they look so similar to um, their opposition that they made them wear yellow armbands to try and differentiate them. Okay. Jesus. Uh, right. And then when the Soviets overran R- Romania and made the Romanians fight for them against Hungary, they made them wear essentially Romanian flags on their shoulders to... Again, not because they started looking. They, they're like, you look like Germans. Um, <laughs> wear the armbands or get shot. So it's kind of like I have to figure out how to do armbands now. I think that actually would tie it all together even more. So they'll have like a lot of them will have similar helmets. Some of them will have bushy hats and 
some of them will have fur collars, and then a lot of almost all of them will have uh, will have armbands on them. When I figure out how to do armbands, it's going to be tricky. I have a feeling, but I think it'll be worth doing just to tie them through. That sounds awesome. But, yeah. Right. I mean, I think that's. I mean, dude, it's eighty guys. That's going to be a pain in the ass. But I, I don't think it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to be done. I don't know. If it's going to be, I don't know if I'm going to even be able to make it to Bug Eater this year. That was my hope was to have it done for Bug Eater, but I don't know if that's going to happen because it's a lot of work. But we'll see. Anyway, that's my hobbying. So I got a little bit of hobbying done. Nice. I was I was actually excited Approved. to get it all busted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think nice. um, in general, hobbying in the club is really kind of picked up. Everybody seems to be pretty motivated for bolt action. So, which is great. I'm I'm I am excited that people are back to being excited about bolt action uh same it, i i don't know if that's just the season or because of operation snafu or if it's i don't i don't think it's entirely because of the tournament but i think it doesn't hurt come on right? of course Everyone's it's kind of tournament to up for it right <laughs> it's well, all they're doing no well, i mean that's why i'm doing it so <laughs> right <laughs> fair well, we, had a ring, we had a ringer who like text me like the next four days in a row he's like hey i'm painting again what i need to know more about this 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 i'm like whoa hang on hang on so right nice to see rocky excited about that stuff again yeah yep. right he's like totally. hey didn't you guys have no. a podcast about this like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. yes yes, yes we, we do we, no <laughs> we have um, a couple episodes hidden somewhere in the corner of the web you know here or there people are still finding them somewhere I guess. Yeah. Um, That's great. Cool. We're yeah. still recording them. Although this is probably our last one of for this the year. year. <laughs> don't don't stop the sentence there. Yeah, way to make <laughs> everybody <laughs> nervous. People like just about somebody just crashed their car. Somebody just painted <laughs> painted like their entire side of the guy's face while he was painting his eyeballs. Um, no, we're we're still going as long as we can for as, until we until we really 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 have run out of things to talk about and we just. End up talking about something completely different for two hours or plus. We'll still be going long before people are, quit listening to us. So, <laughs> right, S- seemingly they'll, they'll let us know when it's time to hang it up. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know if they, no people are too nice for that. Well, that you think no. in Minnesota, you know, the rest of the world will do that. Yeah, the rest of the world's pretty yeah, normal. Good point. We're we're, yeah, we're on, <laughs> yeah, good point. We're on the internet. That's that's a good point. Yeah, they'll let um, us know. Anyway, we're still av- we're still averaging yes. about the same. I when I looked at the statistics, we're still doing very well, considering, which is always fantastic. All right, so let's let's bust it, bust down uh, last weekend that I I was at a wedding. There we go. There's my weekend. Um, Friday, actually Thursday night, I did show up because I had you all did? the printed materials. Uh, yes, Dale, that table looked amazing. Thanks. Still looks amazing. I am super envious of the work that you've done on it you really kicked its ass though you've really hauled ass on that thing it was fun yeah i was pretty happy with how it ended up uh coming together in the end i so. would wholeheartedly agree that i would hope you're happy with how it came out <laughs> it no looked amazing still have some work to do on it but it's it's set up behind me now and i'm planning out the rest of the board and and be happy to get that done and packed away again so right now can you just do another 10 of those please <clears throat> no. Um, no? <laughs> it feels no? like I've got like one of those every couple of years, I think I said. So I've got to come up with an idea and, and all that other stuff. So, All right. So we've got to plan out what Operation Snafu 2022 is? Well, let's, 
Let's enjoy 2019. That was his last <laughs> one, right? Not allowed. And then, no. you know, in about, you know, 10 months, I'll be like, oh, yeah, we got 2020 coming. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. That well, should be episode you won't 50 have a by table then, so plan to reveal. So in episode right? 50, Dale revealed the new concept of the table, right? How about that? Of his new No, but he didn't No, he's always very coy with it anyway. It would never he'll never tell you what it actually is. It's okay, I, which is okay. I had pic- I showed pictures of it to you guys as I was yeah, building you, it. Yeah, you, you did to us, but not on the podcast. You never revealed it to everyone else right away. <laughs> well, yeah, the, but the a idea lot of is crying. It's not it wasn't an objective table. It just ended up being a regular table and Right. You know. Which is still fine. It was um, it was still an incredible table. Now, how do pe- I, I mean? How do people like playing on it? Did you seem like people were having fun on it, or they're like, "This table sucks to play on." Um, it, it's difficult. It's difficult to to say um, because I didn't like sit and watch really closely. Um, folks seemed to be having a decent time on it, and whenever okay. I asked them for feedback, um, they all they all said it, it. It seemed to play fine, and then I got a couple of um, a couple of ideas or a little bit of feedback on it, but. I mean, there's not a whole lot I can change. So, um, but we'll have to we'll have to see. There, it, it's kind of open, and also it, there's quite a bit of line of sight blocking. So I think it's it's pretty mixed. It seemed balanced for the most part. My only the only difficult thing is that there's two huge buildings on the sides of the board, <clears throat> which really um, siphons play, unless you're brave enough to go into the buildings and play inside of the buildings. <laughs> so. And they and and a couple of the a couple of the um, the rounds there were people in the buildings and, and stuff like that, which really pleased me because Hagen Hagen sitting and he goes into the building it's like oh my god you you wallpapered the buildings <laughs> and I'm like well yeah I mean so but it it seemed to be okay okay cool yeah this without, is pretty well received without pl- yeah without playing on it. It's it's difficult to know. <clears throat> I thought so. it played great, just so you know. I, okay. I played a game on it. I, I thought it played absolutely great. Good. Sweet. So, I was going to say, I think, I think of all the, all the tables I had in the tournament, I don't think I've played a game on any of them, honestly. Jeez. Okay. And in, and in, and uh, the scenarios that are played have a lot to do with how it works and for Recon Rumble and Operation Snafu I think that Pat and Jeff did a really good job building scenarios that worked on a lot of different styles of tables so that might have had that probably had as, as much to do with it as anything else so wait I mean that's kind of the beauty of it right is like a lot of those were objective based and you're able to put the objectives where you wanted them for mm-hmm. every table right so you had kind of some a little bit of wiggle room for some of those scenarios which is which is handy mm-hmm. like then and, and I'm guessing intentional Seemingly intentional. Way to think things through, guys. <laughs> okay, so I mean that's basically all of Friday, all of Thursday. So Friday, Recon Rumble happens. Um, why don't you give me a how many players were there? We had a dozen players, so that's two up mm-hmm. from last year. Okay, uh, we mm-hmm. did also have an odd number at the end, so we we called on Jeff to come in and be the wrecker. I mean ringer. No, no, I had it right the, no, the first no. time. I think you had it right the first time. Wait, how did did somebody drop midway, or did somebody drop prior to the weekend? We had someone drop morning, uh, actually the night before. It was Josh okay. Dunn who got who got uh, no way he could get out of work, and so he basically was going to be traveling oh. during Recon Rumble, and so it was okay. like, hey, dude, that's fine. Hey, thanks, thanks for paying that, your, your fee. That's, a that's thing. great. Yeah. Yep. Right. But that's why we had Jeff on standby. You know, he was right, ready to right. go. 
And Sweet. fortunately, he knew about it the night before and didn't, like, walk in and, like, hey, we're missing somebody. Oh, Jeff, go grab your stuff and get ready to play. Right, right. So he at least had a sleep to think about how he was going to destroy everyone's day for being the ringer wrecker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, in fairness, so, the, the, the contingent I put on him as the quote-unquote ringer is the best he could do was attain a minor victory. He could never achieve a major victory. And he still <laughs> damn near won the tournament. <laughs> I got so nerfed old. and I was still up there. <laughs> it was great. Uh, okay. Hopefully so he, everybody, he got, everybody else had fun. <laughs> Not anybody uh, that won. The, <laughs> it was very interesting because uh, we had we had six six Axis and six Allies players once I threw Jeff onto the Axis side. And... At the the final tally, all six allied players were on the bottom of the board. <laughs> oh, all gosh. six were were uh, yeah, finishing the bottom. All the axes were on the top. All the allies at the bottom. It was very very um red and blue. Yeah, interesting. So hmm. um, everyone that seemed seemed to have a good time. I think really became almost more important than winning the game was. Uh, achieving the secondary objectives and that kind of maybe that's something we want to look at correcting for next year because I don't think that's what I wanted to but a lot of people were playing those you know we uh, so the secondary objectives we had these cards I come up with them and Rick put some just gorgeous art to it we should definitely post mm-hmm. one of those pictures of the website just so people can see the artwork maybe we blot out the secondary objectives I don't know. I didn't let him keep the cards, by the way, Rick. I, I collected them all again. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. I was well, just like, I'm like, hope there's one left over set. I we'll uh, we'll see what we do next year. I think I have I have some other ideas for objectives, and we just like what you just said is counter to what I would, was thinking. But it okay. could be interesting. We have lots of ideas. I have lots of ideas rolling around in my head. Okay, we'll see. Well, so we had but. so basically we had and uh, we had a set for the recon rumble, and we had a different set for Operation Snafu. Um, only one got turned in from Recon Rumble during Snafu. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I quickly rejected Whoops. it. <laughs> like, hey, oh, wait a minute. Sucks. <laughs> oh, so, like, that sucks. He got a, he's like, I did it. And you're like, no, no, no. This is no, no. from the other one. <laughs> Wrong <side."> tournament, man. <laughs> dude, that, uh, dude, that's like a, an incentive to stay. You should have let him have it. It's an incentive for you to sign up for the Friday tournament. You have a whole new set of objectives you can achieve. <laughs> so. Some some of the ones from Recon Rumble would be pretty easy to achieve in uh, Snafu. Yeah, uh, probably. Well, I mean, they probably. Yeah, good point actually, because I forget that Recon Rumble is so much smaller. Right. Right. Yeah, it's that, a little different. That makes a big difference. Yeah. It's totally. it's a lot harder so, in Recon Rumble to pop a transport full of dudes than right, it is right, in twelve fifty. Yeah, yeah, unless you have a bazooka <laughs> or something, which yep. is eating up points. Yeah, good point. I didn't think about so, it that way. You got the secondary objective and it had a value. Uh, most of them were two, some were three. And if you played them face up, so you had a selection of five in Recon Rumble. You could choose two at the beginning of a game that you're going to try. And if you played them face up, meaning your opponent knew what you're trying to do, you would earn an extra uh, an extra extra victory point for it. And it seemed like almost everybody was playing them face up. Uh, I would Not almost everybody, I'd say the majority. Definitely over 50% were playing them face up all the yeah. time. Yeah, really? Do you think that's because people are just playing friendly, or do you think that's like they're just literally trying to score as many points as possible? Uh, I had some, I had a couple of people who said, "I really don't have anything else going for me, so I might as well right. try and get more points." Okay, so someone was a little, but he was also playing Norway. So, oh, it was him and uh, Brian. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, uh, by the end of the second round, he was the the third highest uh, allied in the rankings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go, go, Norway. He was, I mean, he was shocked. It's as right. were we. <laughs> he, he, he was he was just flabbergasted by that. Okay, and then, I mean that's and great. Just got gasped by the access player played him in the last round, but nonetheless, fair. I don't right. um I don't think a lot of people were playing to deny the face up objectives of their opponents. Sure, I was just curious with the, re- the like if there was just people trying to maximize points or if they're just being friendly. I think I they're trying to maximize points. Yeah, okay. they're okay. definitely trying to maximize points, and I don't think anyone was going. Okay, you're trying to do that. Your access, I'm allied. Even if I see this is going south for me, I want to keep that from you. And no one, I don't think anyone was trying to do that. And I think that's kind of sure. where the problem came in. Right. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone's like, oh, he could score this many points if he achieves that, because no one was really, right. you know, it's which is it's a valid tournament scoring system. But, I mean, because it's fun to score points, right? Sure. So if you remember third round at Wapaka, that last that last round on Saturday night, it was basically everyone could win that one. Is how right. Rogers designed that. So and it, and it makes sense. But that might be something worth looking at. In that, if you can find a way to incentivize denying an opponent who's you know. Played his well, cards face I mean, up. That's, that's steal easy, their right? objective if they can't get it, right? Right, right. So if you if you if you put, if you lay down, kill the enemy lieutenant, and they don't do it, you get the three points. Right? That's one. Well, of, that's one of your secondary objective cards. Is your opponent didn't achieve his secondary objective? It becomes yeah, right. Something like that. Yeah, there's lots. Right, of that one's <laughs> just always in your hand. Right, I think or that one's always in play. I don't. I mean, I think so that one should always be in play. Right. Yeah. So maybe instead of playing them face up, like there's lots of ways you could do this. I think, I think there's some. Inf- I love the idea of the objective cards. I love what, uh, I having watched that 40k tournament, the the friendly tournament that happened here a while ago, and what they were doing with objective cards. There's so many opportunities to do cool, fun things that we, you know, we're basically scratching the surface of. I don't want it to become too complicated, but I also think it offers you some. Ability to show not even like team play, but even some kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like it gives you more opportunity to inter- interject some narrative components, right? Your, like your um, lieutenant like, did something cool. Here's a new objective you might be able to get because your lieutenant campaign, survived three campaign games. element. Right. So yeah, Jeff right. would in in the campaign that he put together. If you had a little short story about something, then there might be a cool bonus rule that that he created for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But those I mean, were cool it, and fun. Obviously, I don't in know, a can, tournament, can Jeff it has come to be with a fun bit fluff more. stuff. No, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> never. Totally couldn't never. do it. No, it says Rick who has the only tank in the world that can that can invent, that can Move run and, and shoot. Can run and shoot. Run yeah, and that shoot. thing was a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Wait, wait, what? It can run and no, that's not. That's no fun. Nobody wants to talk about wanting to actually take a tank and throw it across the room. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, All right. Go find a different one. Tiger fear, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Run and shoot fear, yo. <laughs> Tiger fear, and it's in your face. Good luck. <laughs> so, uh, a recon rumble, I thought everything went really good. Um, okay. 
it, it went smoothly enough. Jeff, you got to be on the player side of it. Why don't you Why don't you go through more of the experience? I mean, I just ran the thing, so I really had nothing to do with it other than go around and ask <laughs> questions and tell people to read the packet once in a while. Yeah. Which, by the way, read the packet. 90% of the questions people asked me were written in the packet. That'll be yeah. The the problem is is that there you have to have some length of words and unfortunately after like the first paragraph people lose interest pretty quickly. Right. Well, there was one that actually said like there's actually one that said page two paragraph three sentence four and they're like oh sorry <laughs> so <laughs> yeah you reference yeah. things that you should yeah you were doing a great job of referencing it's just that people just like they their eyes gloss over and. Like, I want to roll dice. I want to roll dice. To quote somebody, I I came here to roll dice, not read. Right. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Seems accurate. Anyway, Jeff, what was your side of it? As a player, how'd things go for you? Well, overall, first I want to say I I love this format. I don't know what it is about the 600 to 750 point format that I love so much, but I freaking love it. And for some stupid reason, I'm apparently good at it. I don't know. Go figure. Um, what were you rolling? French? <laughs> no, I brought my Americans to this. Okay, okay. Uh, all my other Germans. armies were kind of you buried mean, in... You mean Germans? Germans in American uniforms and trained sure, to it. fight like Americans yeah, because right. I had to play on the Axis side. All my other armies are buried in boxes underneath all kinds of crap from packing. So I was like, eh, my Americans are on top. I'll grab them. Sure. So uh, what list did I bring here? It's... Uh, Really basic, on our way back from Bug Eater, Ian, a clubmate, and I had been discussing that Americans seemed really gross, actually, if you just played them in a certain fashion. And so this was my bros with rifles list, we like to call it. Play them just, as men, just as many dudes with <laughs> rifles as you can fit? Basically, yeah. So yeah. It's, two, it's two 12-man squads of Americans with okay. late war, two BARs in each squad. That's yep. it. Okay. okay. Uh, two six-man squads. Each one has a BAR. It's supposed to be one full squad split into two smaller squads into their fire teams. Sure. And then I brought an eight-man engineering squad with a flamethrower and a BAR. Throw in a okay. lieutenant, a uh, bazooka, the second lieutenant, a bazooka team, and a Greyhound armored car. Rounds it out to seven fifty. It's a well-rounded list. Okay. So like no, it. yeah. No transports, but that's no okay. no transports because, well, because they weren't required. <laughs> Right. And they were bros without yeah. rifles. So, uh, And because I couldn't play in the snafu tournament the next day, so I did not care about receiving that bonus point. Sure. And right. also because if I received that bonus point, we would have had Pat would have to nerf something else on me. And that wouldn't have been fun. Right. <laughs> so uh, uh, first game I got to play on Dale's awesome, awesome table against uh, our clubmate Jesse with his Bulgarian Belgians. <laughs> and... Huh? <laughs> if if anything could have oh, gone wrong it. for Jesse, I think it did in the first round. It was it was he uh we positioned up. I put what did I have three squads in the middle rune in the middle runes on that table and I put my my two my split squads on either corner just to provide fire down the streets. And I rolled the Greyhound up aside. He came on the table he deployed on the table. My first turn of shooting my full unit of twelve guys with two BARs killed his sniper team in a building, which is always a bad start for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He came up the street. We just uh, really those American squads are gross with the amount of firepower they have, and not caring about moving and shooting is stupid good. It really is. You, so I mean, you can maneuver to new positions. It's like, oh, this would be a seven, but actually, it's only a six because I don't care about moving. Let me just spray a ton of fire and kill dudes. 
And and that's what I did. I just kept spraying fire into him and just just annihilated him up and down. It was it was really unfortunate for him. <laughs> he was he was really excited about that list and it just went nowhere. And I felt a little bit bad. He had a good assault off with his tough fighting guys and it I think he killed one unit out of it and then they consolidated and then the other squads around it just shot the upper loving crap out of him. You know, I mean you can only take so many pins before so many shots before even veterans go down. Right. So it was it was pretty brutal that first game. I think we probably could have called it after turn four, maybe turn three. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have that armored car tank, but the bazooka I think the bazooka team ate that one up. Okay. Moved it down, put a bazooka around into the side. Bazookas are stupid good in recon rumble too. Yeah, if they um, got any kind of transports. Anything. Or or, or armored cars. Even right. even and his was a light tank, it was an eight. But Wait, I mean a bazooka is you... a five. I thought it was seven plus. Seven. <sighs> no, it's armored car selection, and the oh, Belgians have yeah, a right. tracked armored car that is really a light tank in anybody else's list. Right. But in the Belgian list, it's an armored car. So no tank, no tank slot. Right. Well, you could take a Puma then. You could take a Puma. I didn't see one, but you uh, you could yeah. take a Puma. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, and I wouldn't have had that bazooka team when I was practicing kind of recon rumble scenarios with Pat, except Pat brought in. I didn't bring a bazooka, and Pat brought an AEC. In his British list, which is also a wheeled armored eight, yep, which is a pain in the ass to kill. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's hard to deal with in that format unless you super have some hard kind of flamethrower or bazooka or something. Yeah, yep, that's what got the bazooka team in my list. And wow, was that bazooka team effective? It Sweet. had a, well, it had a kill that first game. Uh, I think it had a kill the second game and the third game. I know for sure it killed an AEC and it might have killed the transport too. Okay. I mean, that thing was on fire. But <laughs> yeah, that's going to be so good in that format. It's so, so good. Yeah. Yep. So good. I, actually, the funny thing is, is it's so good in that format, except when it faces you. Hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, essentially, right? Because you said you had, did you have an armored car? I had a Greyhound, yeah. You had a Greyhound, so I guess it's good for that, but you're you're a good enough player to keep it away from the bazooka if you could. But Yeah. You, and you, you have enough bros, <laughs> you have enough bros to, to make it a little bit challenging for them. Yeah, and actually, I don't think anybody... Well, it was Belgians' first rounds. They don't have access to a bazooka. They have a PS, uh, though, right? They have PS? Not in the early war. No. Okay. Yeah, not in the early war. And I don't know if the late war list that, even that had That little no, gem is exclusively for the British. Yep. Okay. Uh, second and third rounds were both British players, but I don't think either one of them brought a Piat team. Yeah, well, yeah, why would you? Yeah. Well, they both had AEC armored cars, so okay. I was very practiced at shooting those. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing. But anyway, yeah, first for. right, first game is a major win. Got my secondary objective of wiping a squad out in one turn of shooting, which was that sniper team just got annihilated. So um first yeah, round that was, was amazing. Jesse, right? And that was Jesse, and I was playing that face up and I took my secondary objective cards and I always play them face up because I'm of the opinion of try to stop me. Sure. Yeah, right, challenge. Works. The yeah. points are whatever. It's it's very much a here's what I'm doing. You can just try to stop me. And right. Which, spoiler alert. No in, one did. In true ringer fashion. <laughs> that's what he no, should. And that's the other thing. Yeah, it's the ringer. I was like, yeah. I was like, here you go. If you want to stop me, come at me. And you know, you asked ask us. Jeff in a, as a tournament ringer, he's actually a wrecker. Well, I mean, he <laughs> asked us, how do you want how do you want us to ring? Right. I did ask. Yeah. Right. I was like, well, I was going to play soft, and you guys told me just to play my game. Right. I mean. Sure. I mean, try to win. I mean, I, I don't believe in rolling over as a ringer personally, because no, that skews results. So, <clears throat> yeah, and I wanted to give everybody I played a good game. 
Sure. Yeah, what, so. what I was just thinking is actually that's interesting that you say the try to stop me is you can actually throw your opponent off the game by making them try to you know play around the, the secondary objectives too. Yes. It's kind of an interesting side piece of that. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So then we went to our second game, and I got to play uh, uh, Dave Caven, who was the previous winner of Recon Rumble last year. Uh, and he brought, what did he have? He had his British list this time, so he's got, I want to say, two D- Bren couple carriers and an AEC? Yep, two Bren carriers, yeah. yep. Yeah, okay. two Bren carriers and a, an AEC. He had a squad of, um, what, they weren't Gurkhas, but they were the up and at fight. Chindits? Tough fighter Chindits? guys. They might have been Chindits. I don't know. They might have just he might have just been using those special rules from the British, but oh, okay. they were they were close combat monsters. Let's go with that. <laughs> Not Gurkhas, though. Not Gurkhas, although we'll see them later. Okay. Uh, and, he had, so, and Dave's got a Dave's a good player. Dave's got mm-hmm. a fair amount of bros in this list. He's got an AEC, which is just a brutal armored car, uh, especially AC in this three. format. Yeah, it's so brutal in this format. He's got a chaplain, which I very much appreciated. I always cool. like seeing a chaplain on the table. Yep. And Dave uses his chaplain very well. He's always mm-hmm. in a good spot to pull pins off something. He was going to say, that's the one that pulls pins, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. He, he was also running, uh, and this this is one that I had to go round and round in his list and almost exclude and finally got to the bottom of it, but he had he had the military police in this list. Oh, yeah. That's right, that. yeah. Which they're, from the, they're from the Battle of the Bulge, and so if you actually read their entry, that they are allowed in a, any selector in which... I think it's an infantry or something is part of a selector. So uh, the final word coming down from Warlord that we agree on is that a reinforced platoon is, in fact, a selector. And that is how these were actually allowed into the right. list before I get yep. lots of questions about it. Yeah, because <laughs> it was... There, there was a lot of scrutiny and some back and forth because I had to throw out many twin bazooka jeeps that came in for Snafu because those were only two specific theaters in the Battle of the Bulge book that they were used in. Right. And in very so specific you, circumstances. Right. So if you have the Battle of the Bulge book, go read how the twin bazooka reads and then go read how the military police reads because the military police reads very differently from everything else in that book, which is... Yeah, uh, which is unfortunate have, and unclear. They should have clarified it much yes. much better than they did. But the way that I, that we all interpreted it was that basically it looks like it's allowed in any list as long as you have infantry. Require, the pre-requirement on the page, right? Which is, yeah, if it has a, any regular infantry so. unit, you can take it, essentially. Which yeah. they could have which ironically enough, hell of a which ironically enough, uh, an armored platoon doesn't... An armored platoon honestly doesn't have them, so... If you don't right. have infantry in your uh, armor platoon list, you couldn't put them in there. Is kind of what it comes down to. I think the unit sure. was infantry, but you know, super weird. Anyway, sorry, just wanted to throw that in there real quick. No, no, that's a good explanation because we'd get a ton of questions if we if we didn't. <laughs> sure. So, uh, so this scenario, there's this one has uh, three objectives kind of slashed across kitty kitty corner across the table, I believe, right in the, through the center of the table. Uh, it's a roll it's off a attack twist and defend. Surrounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. attack. It's attack or defender, it's surrounded, so it's confused deployment. So after the first turn, you can come in from any board edge, and uh, your opponent can't come in from the same board edge you just came in from. Right? So mm-hmm. this scenario, um, I actually practiced this one with, with Dave about six months ago before Bug Eater, because he'd never heard of surrounded, and I was like, if you're coming to Bug Eater, you need to know this, because it's always played here. So 
And if it's the first time you're ever seeing confused deployment, it's, um, it's, it's a mess. Confusing can be shocking and can really screw up your strategies if you're not prepared right. for it. Let's yeah. go with that. If you never thought about it, you're kind of in a, in a bad spot. Yep. For sure. Uh, and so we rolled off and Dave took attacker because as we were talking after the game, he's like, well, I've got transports. I've got good troops. He's like, I should probably be the attacker. And I was like, that, that suits me just fine because I have none of those things. Um, had I won the role, I absolutely would have picked Defender, which I think is the better play in this situation. Yeah, I feel like if you're playing Surrounded, almost always pick Defender, if I remember correctly. If that's yeah, if I remember right, that's it how it depends on your list. Totally depends sure. on your list. It does depend on time, your list. I think most of the time, though, like you're going to favor better in the Defender position. I agree. Right? Yeah. Well, and. I like the defender position because I can, you know, set for it. So I've got eight units, so I drop uh, my. There's three objectives. One of them. So this we're playing this on uh, on Dale's uh, bocage table. So it's got a nice little villa in the very center, with a walled villa, and then it's got roads and lots of hedges and bocages all over the place. So I got the center. Quick, so the, I real quick. The twist on this is that there's three objectives on the. 12-inch, 24, and 36 mark, but then the defender is allowed to slide each of those up to 12 inches to the left or the right of the center line, so they have some yeah. control of where those objectives get to be, so they can they can place them into more favoring cover for them. So this one does, yes. the way this one goes, strongly. is supposed to heavily favor the defender. So. Yes, and, strong, and it does strongly, especially on this one where two of them were within range of that walled villa with the move, so I slid one inside the walls in the to what's to me the northwest corner. I slid one in the L-shaped hook of the building, so right up against the building. And the one that couldn't be inside the villa, I swung into a, the corner of a bocage. So they're all in strongly defensible positions. Uh, so I dropped a 12-man squad on the bocage one. I dropped a 12-man squad on the walled corner. I dropped a 12-man squad next to the... Or, excuse me, I dropped the eight-man engineering squad next to the center one, and I dropped the bazooka team uh, along the wall near that one, so they were in hard cover. Okay. And then we he brought in a UC and some grows, bros, a squad, and uh, I think he kept his AEC in reserve and his other squads. And So I'm in a really good spot, and the dice come out, and I get a few of my dice first, so I just, you know, everybody goes in ambush, because why wouldn't you if you're a defender on that situation? Right. You know, it's perfect. And then he ended up bringing, I think, all his units on his same table edge. Eventually came in on his one table edge, which I felt might have been a mistake, but, you know, he had an idea, so he kind of okay. went with it. <laughs> usually, uh, usually he's full of good ideas. Sometimes usually, they're crazy, but they're usually uh, good. He, he did admit halfway through the tournament that he really hadn't done a lot of practice, hadn't played lately, and he was trying something that sounded fun. And if you know Dave, you can imagine the expression on his face as he said that. So yep, <laughs> yep. And his shoulders shrugged and the arms up in the air, like I'm just trying something that sounded fun. I, yep. I can see the hand motions in my head. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and part of it yep. is, is that yeah. I mean, he's trying something fun, and God bless him. I love Dave, but he's he's. This is maybe the third time he's ever used the transports for his guys. Oh. And uh, I will. I am of the opinion that using transports with troops is a skill you need to practice with significantly, especially armored transports, if you expect them to hang around as fire support, if you want them to be yes. worth their points. Yes. Because otherwise they just get shot and killed. Yeah, so, and, and he was, by the way, still in them. <laughs> he was, by the way, one of three people who both had their entire troops that were mounted and also composed their troops of the snafu list. 
They've got both oh, objective cool. points for that, the bonus ones mm-hmm. for yep. that. Sweet. Yep. Good job, Dave. So, uh, yeah, good job. Uh, his list is is just fine. It's just I felt like if he had played about ten more games with it, he'd be a lot better with it. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know. So he brought some. He brought the squads on uh, from his table edge. I ended up shifting that flamethrower team, engineering team forward to get into a better position because nothing came from my table edge. So I, if I didn't move it, I had two squads just sitting with doing nothing the whole game, which was seemed like a waste. However, the scenario required me to have a guy touching at the end of the game, so I had to leave that twelve man squad sitting on the one out in the corner. They ended up doing jack all for five turns, but that's okay. <laughs> they were doing the job, securing the objective. So anyway, I shifted the flamethrower team up. He brought a UC on, and I torched the UC, which is always fun. Uh, dumped some bros out of it, and I had that squad in the corner on ambush. And those uh, The next turn, those bros are like, ha-ha. He's like, I've got to get rid of your flamethrower. So he assaults the flamethrower squad. Uh, I'd moved up too close, so he was within six inches, so I couldn't shoot him coming in. And actually, they might have had that rule I couldn't have shot him anyway. I can't remember the up and at him or ferocious charge, whatever the British rule is. Oh, sure. I'm showing my noobness here. But anyway, <laughs> they came in and wrecked my engineering squad, which is no big surprise to me. The thing I was kicking myself on is that squad in the corner, I had an ambush specifically to shoot these guys in the face if they assaulted my other squad, and I forgot to use the ambush. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's the whole reason you've been sitting in ambush for two turns. I'm an idiot. But thankfully, in the end, it's not going to matter. Okay. Uh, I brought squads in on his... He had brought some squads in on the corner, took out one of his squads. We traded a squad back. Uh, my bazooka team shifted around and finally started shooting up the road at his AEC where it came in. Uh, my Greyhound rolled in the road and basically just played cat and mouse with the uh, with that AEC until it went down to a bazooka round <laughs> because it was doing jack all otherwise. Although the Greyhound's great because it's got a 50 on top, so if you get a side shot on an AEC, you can technically hurt it, so it will still take pins. From the 50, if that's all you hit with, which is all I hit with a couple times. So that part's really nice. And the 50 is really nice on the armored carriers, too. I think I ended up killing one of them with the 50 cal, which is always a fun feeling. So uh, ground Dave down pretty good there. He tried, he tried one flanking maneuver, and um, it just didn't... It was too little too late. He, he couldn't get in the sides. I had all the objectives. I was in way too good a cover. You know, what? I mean, you can't really assault... 12 dudes with two BARs very effectively because I'm going to just shoot the ever-loving crap out of you. Mm-hmm. So Right. So that one ended up in a major with me sitting on all three objectives at the end of the game. It was super fun, but it <laughs> it really wasn't in, in doubt after about the second turn. I don't I didn't feel like. so. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, so yeah, that and what was my... Uh, I think my objective had been to kill a transport with guys on at that time, and face up, and I got that one with the with the UC kill. So, sure, you know. So rolling through it at this point on two majors, and then so we get to that's the third. Hadn't been, yeah. That scenario hadn't been play tested before. How did it actually work out for you? I think on that scenario in particular, with the board we got, being able to shift those objective markers twelve inches was probably too good. For the defender, originally I mean, it was, I was six, in, but... yeah, I was in such a stupid good position. I don't know without high explosive. I don't know how I'd have moved myself off of that to be flat. I got to I got to actually mark as to who the attacker and defenders were, and I record these next year because I have no idea. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see that too if the defenders just won yep. out on that one. 
Um, it was it was such good positioning for me, and it's just like that table in particular had such a nice center area for me to set up into. Like there's some tables where the center of the table is pretty open, and I feel like that could be pretty tough for the defender. But I mean, this one had a a nice big building and hard walls around it. It's like I couldn't have asked for a better defensive position than that. Hmm. So, so yeah, so that one was uh, table scenario. And all benefiting me, all benefiting defender, and since I got to be defender, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get this. <laughs> so, but go. it's a really fun game, and I like playing games against Dave, obviously. So, it's a fun uh, guy. He's a real fun guy to play against, and he's got a his chaplain's got a giant wrench. You know, he's got it for the machine god. I did try <laughs> to kill him with a bazooka round on the last turn, and his machine <laughs> spirit protected him. I couldn't kill him, so. He really wanted me to try and kill his officer, and I was like, "No, I'm shooting. I'm going to deny your god and shoot your shoot your wrench man." But no such luck. He survived. So that guy's got at least whatever, however many lives a wrench has. <laughs> as many as it needs. Well, I, I, I many as it needs. Yeah. Yeah, they eventually do break at some point, but <laughs> yeah, but they got a lifetime so third round. That's the problem. Third round. Third who round. Go against. I got to play a, a fellow named John Ross who came up from Atlanta. So oh, I. Oh wow. He's a fan of the podcast, and he heard we were doing a tournament. He was on business in Chicago, I guess, and he decided to uh, swing up this way and uh, play in our tournament. So that yeah. was really wow. cool. Yeah, that's right. That's... He showed up Friday morning while I was still waiting for Ian to bring me coffee, and he's like, oh, hey, thanks. Love the podcast. That's why I came here. I'm like, I'm sorry. I need oh. your name. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what I had. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry. I need your name, and God, thanks. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome, though. Like, Well, it here's here's the i'm gonna i'm gonna psa this now if you're coming from out of town and you're coming to our tournament reach out to us beforehand so we can at least steer you in the right direction whatever say hi yep. thank you we appreciate it you know all those kinds of things because we remind do us that we want right? to take you to dinner right you yeah, can, yeah we can. totally invite don't you wait to, don't wait for us to remind don't wait for you to come over and invite yourself to dinner when we should have done it first sorry about that yeah. right john we, that was totally our fault it's yeah. not that we have bad manners; we're just idiots. Well, and we're <laughs> right, also yes. accommodating. Typically, we're accommodating everyone too, right? But totally for those people coming from out of town, we totally understand it, and we, you know, we're yeah. You we're don't know any other people played with today, so right. yeah, right. of course, duh. We, we should definitely be. want to be hospitable. Yes, we are social idiots. Travelers. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yep. Dale's usually yeah. good about that, but it's a d- different. But, but I'm, you know I'm pretty. I'm pretty <laughs> fail about that, so. My PSA is just reach out to us before you come up for the tournament so we can at least say thank you. And my my thought is usually I need to go eat dinner. I don't care who the hell's coming with me. I'm going to eat dinner right now. Yeah, you're usually on a right. mission when you need to get when you yes. need to get your food. And, right. and because you're not, like, I will say there are a fair number of people that are are local to us and they have their own little groups. Then you know you're obviously an outsider, so we'd love to be able to make sure that you are included in whatever respect you want to be. So we appreciate. I appreciate that. Even though I wasn't there, I appreciate that someone came up from Atlanta. That's awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. It was. And he is a super cool dude. He's real fun to play a game. He's real fun to hang out with. He's real fun to play a game against. Cool. And he had a really good army. So What, what did he play? <laughs> he had Gurkhas. Gurkhas. Oh, so he go. had a, a UC, an AAC, a UC, um, a 10-man squad of Gurkhas, a 5-man squad of Gurkhas, his lieutenant. Oh, I feel like there was something else. A couple other things in this list. Uh, flamethrower team. Mm-hmm. He okay. might have had a sec uh, truck. He had one truck, one UC. 
flamethrower team, the lieutenant. I'm trying to remember if I'm forgetting anybody. Uh, lieutenant, that might have been intelligence officer. Yes, intelligence Gurkha's officer. in there, flamethrower team, AEC, Bren carrier, Bren carrier, three-ton truck. Yeah, wow. basically everything to scare the piss out of you when you see a list like that in this <laughs> format. Because, man, Gurkhas are just really freaking good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, really they are. good. So, uh, this one... Um, has two objectives and each player is basically on their side of the table in their deployment zone. One's the real objective, one's a fake objective, so you have to move into oh. contact with it and roll <laughs> a dice and see if it's the real or the fake one. Um, Sub-note, my, my suggestion for next year is make the fake one explode just because that's hilarious. But I like exploding <laughs> things too, so don't listen to me. I got uh, a load of static from several players in this one as both Finland players <laughs> won. Because they came in well, with their their K holers and backside and just took them like, why you knew they had them in the list? Why didn't you defend right. it? Now, well, for the record, how do two squads? Well, how do how, then you know how do we avoid that, do. Pat? How do we avoid that, Pat? What did I do? Put two and a half freaking squads sitting on both my objectives. Sure, you have as to equal, do that. You have as to defend equal your as getting the objective is protecting it. So this is just a Absolutely. variant on top secret, by the way. All I did was get, uh, split it in two and give it a 50 50 chance if you get the correct one. Because you play yep, this in top sure. secret, the outflankers are allowed, and yeah. So. Yep. Okay. So, you know, it's one of those ones where you have to defend your home base, but you have to assault the other guys. So it's it's going to be a tough scenario against Gurkhas. I'm not looking forward to this. But. <clears throat> so we land on uh, uh, Pat's train board, which has got that really nice Sarissa train up the center. And. We were discussing how to play that, and we decided we were simply going to play the train as the connected train cars as impassable, line of sight blocking, and just leave it at that. And I was like, I'm, I'm cool with that. That's fine with me. Uh, so the way it's stacked out is on the left side of the train. Basically, it, split, it bisects the table. So on the left side where both of my objectives that I'm defending are, I've got, the, I've got one of the six-man squads, my lieutenant, my bazooka team, and uh, one of my 12-man teams. And on the right side, uh, in the uh, more danger zone where I've got assault, I've got my 12-man team, my 6-man team, uh, my armored cars in reserve. Did I have anything? I feel like I had one of the something else. Oh, and the engineering squad over there. So I basically have them. There's a couple groves of trees, so I've got them in three stacks. So if one of them gets assaulted by Gurkhas, the next one up will be in position to move in and shoot the Gurkhas at point blank and try and kill a few more of them. So I basically just have a triple stack that side, slowly advancing forward, trying not to get shot up before they get close enough. And then uh, the 12-man squad runs the train edge of the train up the left side, and he drives his AAC up, peeks it around the corner in the gap of the train on his side so it can put some fire down on him, um, which is good positioning for it. I mean, it's, it's a tough nut to crack for me. So I end up shifting my bazooka team up where I can get a fire, get a firing solution on that AEC, and it's a clear shot from where I've got the bazooka team, which is awesome because, you know, bazookas can move more, a lot more freely than an anti-tank gun or even a tank can. Right. Move to get the free mm-hmm. shot, and I'm positive he's going to wrecky this thing, and he doesn't. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, that's different. But luckily for him, I missed that shot. I was no. like, all right, well, whatever. I was like, that's fine. Uh, and my armored car shows up from reserve, and I zip that sucker up the left side as far as I can. And I can put the again. I can put the fifty cal and the light anti tank gun on the side of the AEC now. Sure. And I'm like, okay, this time he's gonna wrecky, and he doesn't. Huh. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And I think I ended up putting a pin on it with the 50, and that was it. And I was like, well, crap, there were two really good chances to kill that sucker. Right. And then, uh, oh, sorry, spoiler alert for the other reason I've got so many guys back is he is outflanking with that UC with the flamethrower team and his lieutenant in it. <laughs> right? Okay. So so there's there's a Nastina that's going to appear from one of my two side edges at some point. Right. And so, I'm pretty sure it's probably going to appear on my objective side looking at the table, but I can't be positive, but I'm pretty sure that's where it's going to happen. So I'm trying to keep a few things over there. So anyway, the next turn, dice comes out of the bag, and it's my bazooka, uh, or it's one of mine, and I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm not taking the shot. So now I don't have the movement penalty for the bazooka. Fire at the AC, and I'm like, okay, he's got to recce this time. And he doesn't. And it's like, jeez. Okay. And I, the bazooka round went right through the front and popped it. Okay. And I'm like, okay then. That's the biggest, that's the second, third scariest thing on the table of his that's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say first, but there's two squads of Gurkhas still. Yeah. But still, the fact that he didn't recce at some point, did he have you a know, plan? Was he thinking he was like, I'm going to be able to do something with this thing in a minute if I don't recce? I think he's using it to hold that gap in the train. Because as long okay. as that AEC is there, I can't really realistically go through that gap. Got it. Right? Okay. And it's armor 8, so other than the bazooka and that uh, and my armored car, I can't I can't scratch the damn thing. I'm never going to get the flamethrower over there in time. Sure. Okay. So I think he had an idea in his head, but unfortunately I think he might have tunnel visioned on that idea. Sure, okay. Rather than making this the better play to keep it alive and recce it out of there. But okay. I'm not, I'm not going to complain because, you know, <laughs> I, I got the kill on it, which is great for me. Uh, in the meantime, he shifted forward with the UC and the Gurkhas and got him into a bunker. And as I've been trying to move him in this tree line, it's like at this point I know I'm in trouble because the Gurkhas come charging out at my squad in the tree line. And bounce. <laughs> no casualties. Oh, wow. And all I have to do is one back and I end up killing the unit. It's just like, oh, man. That's a five-man unit, but still, that sucks for him. Yeah. 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 I was like, oof. And then at the end of that round, his UC, which is now empty, that was transporting the Gurkhas, is closer to me than it is to him, so that one dies too. Oh, Because it's an empty transport. Okay. It's yep. like, oh, double suck. So I keep pushing. At this point, you know, I have the right side. He's got a 10-man Gurkha squad still on his objective, so that's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. But So the 12-man on the left side of the train gets through the gap and gets over there. My other squad's push forward. He, I get close enough to try to get around to shooting on those Gurkhas, but they're hiding expertly. But the next time the dice comes, he charges them. He wipes my 12-man squad with, I think, eight Gurkhas because they do things like that. Because they can, yeah. Because they can. Because they're dirty. Uh, I shift <laughs> they're really good. They're legal. Remember, they're we had this perfectly legal. Right? They're tough as nails, and they're perfectly legal. I shift squads up. I kill the truck. I eventually kill that squad, and I'm going to grab both objectives. The UC swung in on the side. It killed, I think, my six man team, and I, I charged my lieutenant at his because we both had a face up card to kill the opposing officer. And I was like, so I was like, let's do this. So I charge at him. Of course, my lieutenant's just got a rifle, and his both have SMGs, so they kill my lieutenant squad. No no biggie. I kind of expected that. I sent the bazooka team back, and they clubbed his lieutenant to death with a bazooka, which is hilarious for me. I thought it was funny. Uh, so we both got our secondary objectives that way. And, of course, then his UC is, is empty and closest to me, so it dies. Jeez. And I think the Greyhound came back and gunned down the uh, flamethrower team. Okay. So, yeah, but it was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. tough secondary objective in that one, too looks like yeah that was the three-pointer i think yeah yep getting the officer in an assault we both played to face up it's a really fun game 
And he was kind of like, yeah, I made some mistakes there. I should have moved that armored car. And I was like, yep, in the future, you need to preserve the points and its ability to do something. And you wouldn't have to move far uh, to looking, do it, you know, just... Looking ahead to how he played the following day, he listened to your advice. Good. Good. I mean, it was... Because he might have been much a, higher. Right. I might have been a rough le- learning experience in that first game, but I'm glad he picked up some tips from it. <laughs> you're, you're a wrecker, not a ringer. Yeah, so that's the end of the tournament for me because it's only three rounds. I've got three major wins. I've accomplished all the high, all three secondary. Yeah, no, you had three up. minor wins. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After nerfing, I had three minor wins uh, and all my secondary objectives face up, including the three pointer. So, you know, I had to be disappointed that I didn't get to have anything. I didn't get to stand up there and get my picture taken, but that's okay. I'll get them next time. Next day, I'll just play better. That's all there is to it. I'll just play better. You, you play couldn't better. have played any better than you did. <laughs> oh, dear. You but yeah, literally so... maxed your score across the board. <laughs> That's not true. I could have turned my, I could have had prescience and turned my list into you by the list due date, and I could have built a re- uh, snafu scenario list using those units to get more points. And had everyone on transports. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I could have. I could have been prescient and earned more points, but no, I couldn't have because I just found out I was playing that day. <laughs> The moral of the story is bazookas are way better than I thought they would be, and lots of dudes with rifles. It's pretty friggin' impressive with Americans, at least. Yeah, I, I love rolling, you know, fourteen dice. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I like I like BARs a lot too because you still get the rule, and they're cheap. They're dirt cheap five for points. what they do. Yep, five yep. points yeah. for an extra shot. Half the yep. point, half the price of another dude. Range. Yep, no assault. Right, and some and there's but there's sometimes where like. You're like, oh god! Even with movement, our rifles are just out of range. Well, my BARs are in range, right? So. Yeah, exactly. That first yep. round, you definitely are still getting to reach out and touch someone, yep. put a pin on something here or there. Yes, and the no nice. mover fire penalty is just fantastic it, for them. It is a really good roll. I think in the initial thing, we undervalued that a little bit. So. I certainly did uh, <clears throat> because I the distinction that you made is you know super sixes versus just a, a straight six. Yep. It's such huge. a huge difference. So sure. humongous yeah. difference. Well, and it, and it plays out later where it, it's the beauty of it is is you get to move. You still can move, so you can move from you know cover to cover, and you're still getting to shoot, which other armies aren't going to necessarily be able to do that, right? Effectively, anyway, as as effectively as the Americans can. It probably we definitely undersold that role. I would agree. Yes, it's just I, getting to. Pl- I mean. Talking about it, theory crafting about it is one thing. Seeing it on the table, you're just like, wow, yeah. this totally. is so good. Okay. So, I mean, we kind of got a, a sense of each of the scenarios. And, uh, and I mean, it, it looked like a good time. I'm jealous. I got to play was, last year. You didn't, fun. so this year. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I didn't have to be the wallflower this year and watch yeah. you have all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um so I, what I were just the got results? to sit there and, and, and hand out a bunch of stuff, which was very yeah. cool for me. So back to final results for the Recon Rumble. Uh, opponent you never faced that day, and the overall winner, um, painting as well, because apparently everybody loves the ponies, and that was Ian Morritt, who ran Japanese. You do love the ponies. Mounted. Oh, it's okay. I, I beat him at Bug Eater, so you know I'll just I'll just ride the coattails of that. <laughs> so you want to put so, an asterisk next to that win? Is what you're saying? Let's give the Roger Maris asterisk up there. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, he won overall. He won overall. Yeah, Ian did yes. fantastic. Yeah. Ian yeah. did great. He had major wins all three. Uh, missed the secondary objective in the last game, 
um, against uh, Travis. Okay. Who apparently had given us a false last name. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I saw that. <laughs> Which is interesting. Uh, That's hilarious. <laughs> Travis of the Hammers. Yes. I mean, the hammer. Sure. Make up your own last uh, your own last uh, surplus name for that. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah, and um, so we had four people from the Recon Rumble that uh, played just Friday, uh, and they didn't play the main events. Um, so we we did, due to signups and our estimations, we're able to give them glasses and some of the swag that the people who the Snafu tournament were going to get anyway, which I think they appreciated. And they also stopped by and hung out the rest of the weekend between their games, too. Okay. Which is cool. Which was super awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, we love um, so that was re- loving having everybody stop in So, and play in the main event next year. Yeah, that's interesting <laughs> that we had people not play in the main event. That's not Well, they were, um, there were other tournaments going on that they were oh, participating sure, sure, in. So. I know, weird, right? Why yeah, would there I, be I, other tournaments when there's both actually being played? I mean, right, I, I huh? forgot that we had some of those guys that were yeah jumping to other game systems for the, some other other tournaments. I forgot about that. <laughs> but we're we're grateful to have them there for Friday for Recon Rumble. <clears throat> totally. Cause, but then they stink yep. on Saturday. And well, Sunday. and here's the thing too: is so the the to the the to and the event organizer for Renegade always ask us why we only have. Uh, 10 less than we do for Snafu, and I'm like, well, we don't let them play the objective tables for Recon Rumble. Right. And that's why we are that much less. So, and that's... that's the thing. And then again, it's still at 20 people, and we aren't there yet, so if there's more people that want to play, then, you know, we can still certainly do that. Well, mm-hmm. and definitely last year we had tables that we could have set up that we didn't. We had tables this year that we could have set up and we didn't. Right? I mean, yes. if you don't want them to play in objective tables, we have other tables available to us. Right. We do. So. I mean, we got a lot of... And we're making more, so, you know. Right. Are we? Well, you guys I are am. talking about making more tables. That's I forget. Uh, I, yeah. I'm for sure thing. making at least one more. Well, it's, in, it's nice to have options. I like the variety, because that means if we don't use them, we can rotate them sometimes. Right. Like, my subboard got rotated out this year, and I'm fine with that. You know? Right. It doesn't right. always I, have I, to be... My church board, my my farm field board got rotated out this year, and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. You know, we were able to keep things themey. My desert board, Jeff's desert board, got rotated out this year. Even uh, Jacob's desert board got rotated out because yeah. we were trying. And to those are beautiful old. tables. We just didn't need them. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. So then, who won? Who who won best painted? Uh, that would be Ian. Again, oh, Ian won that as well. Everyone okay. loves the ponies. He won that Sweet. as well. Yes. I didn't. Really, I, oh, you know what? I remember seeing the picture of him holding a whole bunch of hardware. Yeah, he I he won that. the uh, the Cromlech historical best painted. Cool. And then best sport. Uh, that was also Ian, as a matter of fact. <laughs> also Ian. <laughs> yeah. So this is we're just going to rename this the Ian Ian Rumble next year. Well, right? you remember that Dave kind of pretty much capped the whole the whole category last year too. So right. Fair. You win big, you win all in the Recon Rumble, I guess. I guess. And, you and know, maybe Ian's a really fun guy to play with no matter what. So he is. That's, yeah. the, that's not a surprise. You could have to, it could have something to do with the size of the tournament, though, since it is a little bit smaller. That does kind of, like, sway things a bit. It can, potentially. Right. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Uh, but well, maybe we should do something. I'm glad so Ian that, had a fun um, time. That sounds like a great day for <laughs> Ian. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should set it up so... Uh, a, lot, a lot of fun Saturday and Sunday, too. One person right. doesn't win everything. We'll so. have to figure something out about that, but I don't know how we'll do it. Well, we'll I mean, so... It, correct me if I'm wrong, the way we did... The, the painting is still based on players choosing still, right? So... We didn't, we didn't score it. So the painting for the Recon Rumble uh, was a base score done by me based on okay. the checklist. I have a very simple basic checklist like, is your shit painted? Does it look cool? Do you have a display board? Do you have a story? Whatever. Is it hand-picked sure. units from whatever that makes it cool? Or is it a historical thing that makes sense to you? And then the players vote on top of that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So that was the Recon Rumble, Rumble painting score format. Sure. For... Upper Snafu, we brought the uh, the overseeing Renegade paint team. I don't know. Some of those guys won some awards. Some of them do seminars, whatever. They're as more credentials seemingly, than I yeah. am. Seemingly more credentials. I told them, yeah. and there, there was a snafu in that part, and that the fact that apparently we were supposed to have get, we were supposed to have received some sort of self-scoring forms that they each player was supposed to self-score themselves and then turn them in. And I said, uh, we never got those, and that sounds really dumb or weird. We don't play or... with ourselves. What are they talking about? Right. <laughs> I'm just going to say we didn't get those. I said, tell you what, go through here, give me the top five, and then your recommendation. Sure. So, yep. And that's that's how the, the painting was determined for the overall, the big tournament, the Snafu tournament. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, it's that's Friday, so we'll uh, we're gonna take a short break and come back and we'll talk about the main event, right? Sound Sounds good, guys? good. All right. Yeah. Hope you enjoy the music. We'll be back in three minutes. <laughs> Oh, no. 
right, welcome back. Hope you liked the music. No. Okay, so Recon Rumble happened Friday, Saturday, the big event, the main event. I, I don't know what they say in the wrestling world anymore. Main well, I'm event, not sure right? if it's still Let's Get Ready to Rumble. That's pretty... The main it. event. Yeah, but that's well, Friday anyway, right? Because yeah. it's Recon Rumble. True. Let's get ready to snafu. Now, well, in our Sounds case, accurate. now appearing in the center ring... <laughs> right at the big top. <laughs> I suppose. I guess we you weren't using the inside tables for the first day, right? They, they were all set up though, right? They were set up this year. Yes, yes. We there wasn't any big. Year. There weren't any big reveals this year in there, as far as like the sub board, like last year. So it kind of worked out that way that it was okay. You didn't mm-hmm. have scenarios, and nobody got to see the scenarios. So, right. That's that's a thing. Okay. Um, we we so, did have people running around collecting them after the tournament, though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not shocked. I kind of expected that to happen, but I, I figure we'll probably post them in the near future here too. So sure, yeah. yeah, we can make a full packet of the stuff. I I do love that people like enjoy keeping them, and I think it's more interesting is that you're seeing emails from people at least on the site I was communicating with, limited communication with. They were talking about, hey, here's how this works. Like, they're like making sure everyone understands how it works, which I thought was really handy. Um. It's kind of nice that they owned that, too, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like, instead of having me try and explain everything, they were able to explain it better than I probably ever could. But, all right. So Saturday morning rolls around. Sounds like we had at least one drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah it uh, happens. It does. It's illness and illness and whatnot. It's in a time but, of year. Uh, I think his was just workload, and this is also the one that was yeah. had yet to submit a list yet. So, mm. uh, and it's John's it. buddy. So John, like, you know, found out that he dropped, like, uh, Thursday night or Friday. Yeah, he dropped Thursday night, I think it was. And so he, like, he, like, texted him. He was like, dude, what's your deal? Why are you dropping out of this tournament? And, like, was razzing and stuff. I thought that was pretty funny. Is this John Stentz? No. Uh, oh. Russell. John Russell. Russell. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because it, uh, it was Andrew, the guy he used to work with at Warlord. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I forgot that he... Uh... He works for it dropped. He works for a game company now, and he told me basically that um, he was going to be working because what was what was due last Saturday is what he was still working on this Saturday. So he kind of he was like a full week behind his, his schedule. So, well, and that and that game company moved too. If I remember, I'm like, right. hey, if if, if you on. need any play testing or anything, just uh, give us a holler. <laughs> We'd be more than welcome to help you out. I think they offer like I think they have like play testing Thursdays or something. They have they have an open play testing forum. For some of their stuff, if I remember correctly, I just talked to Bob. I think sure, because uh, that's yeah, their company. Yep, that sounds right. Yep, cool. I did talk right. to Bob. He was he was yeah. Yeah, he was actually there on site too. Was he was he a vendor again this year? Did he, he was a vendor. That? I stopped okay. up to say hi to him, and he's like, "Hey, I got some more stuff for you." I'm like, "Our table's full. Let's put it away for next year." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Okay, we can do that." Yeah. So that's thanks, too- Bob. Yeah. Yeah, he gave you a bunch of stuff too. It was great. Like it's nice, a nice yeah, sponsorship. Yeah, like, like uh, I think he was a hundred and hundred and fifty or something like that. So it's great. Worth of love, worth of merchandise. Love local support. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the well, one of two stores in the Twin Cities, our local area, that carries bolt action too, which I think is great. So yep. yeah, so you get an opportunity. Yep. So yeah, both both sponsored us, which is great. So the bolt action community pulling through. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Fantastic. All right, so we started the morning, as we always do, with meetings with the two sides, correct? Yep. Well, we start, you know, 
We start at a whopping 9 a.m. with registration. Oh, so we're so registration lovely. from 9 to 10. Just, you know, you know games that's don't how dice we don't even roll until 10. 10, oh, 15, man. 10, 20, I think, is when dice are rolling. Oh, I mean, man. you could get a third game in there. <laughs> you could. No, it's all man games, though. I like I like having two games. It's, it's everyone nice everyone I've but. talked to during it is like, well, two games? Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so, fri- I'm so fried by the third one anyway. I, I yeah, never have a fun yeah. game. I'm like, that's why we do it this format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you could you could almost stretch it out and still have, make people go eat dinner and come back and have one after. But that could be problematic in itself too. Sure, I mean not not everyone <laughs> was staying on site and not everyone no, had you true. know a ten minute drive. Yeah. So right, it, nope. it works and everyone keeps yeah. signing up for it. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Seems to work. Yeah, and in uh, relatively same crowds. I mean, you know, probably seventy percent is. Returned year we, after year, right? So we've had some. We turnover. had about a we had about a thirty percent turnover, but we still ended up with the same number at twenty two that we had last year. Sure, yeah. right. So if we had gotten everyone that was going to sign up for it, come we back, been, we would have been, been close to thirty. Okay, that'd have been fantastic. Although other games drew people's interest and stuff, so that happens, yeah. right? And yeah, the week before Thanksgiving, some people get skittish about traveling yep. and stuff yep. like that, yep. too. So, well, it, yep. Whatever. It's a thing. Yep. If yep. we keep getting around two dozen people, I think we're happy with that number. That it works great like for Jeff it, and the, the, his ability to get the does. scenarios written and have them make some tangible sense. And the logistics of would, game. The next year, we should make them in... Um, another language so that everyone can't read them anymore. They just have to try and figure out what they say. It doesn't so matter. They don't read them anyway. Yeah, right. Well, right. Then then it's just a picture. <laughs> just like a single right. picture. We'll, we'll just have the one English copy up in front and we'll give them all like a whatever Swahili or something. <laughs> right. And then like, what does this word mean? Uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, so who I is well, uh, Dale? I might as well hand him the redacted one that I posted a few weeks ago. On that Facebook. would actually be that would be hilarious if one of the one of the <laughs> so we have the 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 partisan board right or the one of the the Enigma machine that we had last year. But the more times you went on the board, the more you get of the scenario to end the to end the tournament. Sure. There you so go. if you only win one, you only get like the first three sentences, or you know what I'm saying, like. You don't get all of the winning conditions until the end if you don't get more of it. That'd be oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like something. A, you would break. You're breaking <laughs> the code. So how do something. we know if we won? Well, just we'll keep it on the table and we'll let you know when your game is over. Right. How about that? Yeah, well, yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, the game's over. You stepped on the mine. Sorry, dude. Right. <laughs> you didn't get the sentence that says you're not supposed to step on. Don't go in the building. Yeah. Got God. it. <laughs> All right, maybe uh, anyway, all right. Yeah, maybe not. This is a silly place. We don't need I, to go I, there. I find I tick off enough people with my scenarios as is. I don't well, need to I'll, start. I'll own it. I'll take that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> play, you, play as long as you're there for it this time. Uh, I don't know that I have many other friends that are going to be getting married ever again. So hopefully that will be a one-time thing. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll never know. Anyway, uh, so who was the Axis? Was that you, Dale? Do you have the Axis team? Yeah. Okay. I coordinated the Axis battle plan. Yeah, can't blame you. And then Jeff, you had allies, or did Pat I did indeed. Okay. Um, seemingly good chaps. I don't know that. It, I mean, we, if we've explained this year after year. Like it's team camaraderie, so everyone's in it together, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, mm. actually, a lot of fun. It's super it is. fun. It is fun. I don't disagree. 
I oh actually I got to, got a chance to eavesdrop on both your guys' huddles and the different. You guys both had completely different ways about going about giving giving the information <laughs> out and figuring out what was going to be going on. But they were both very cool in their own regards. It was kind of nice to be able to float between both those huddles and just kind of hear what you guys are doing. Sweet. Well, one <clears throat> one method apparently was much more successful than the other. So well, I don't know. <laughs> so, somewhere in round, round was one or two, Paul had asked to have Rick back as his liaison because Jeff dropped an airstrike on him or something like that. Well, he had it coming. <laughs> in, previous, in a previous year or this year? This year. Jeff oh, brought nice. over the airstrike from one of the objective boards, and Paul looks at him and goes, I want Rick back. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, man. Not allowed. So you didn't get to you, you don't get to pick it. Sorry. Yeah. Um Okay. So Should we go over the objective tables real quick before we jump oh, to the Oh sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What they actually were. I mean we yeah, teased the crap here? out of them, but you know. Uh yeah. so we had the partisans board. Okay. And the winning side on that uh, got to know which general and army was gonna be assigned to the objective tables for the next round before they had to pick who was going to be there. And they that also... Was, I, oh, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry. They also got a, a unit of paratroopers, and we had we had thrown some canisters very suspiciously out on all the tables, and In, this yeah. needed to be unit of 10 or two units of 5 that they could put, you know, only one order per table, so they could put 10 units on one table or two 5 units on two different tables, and that would come in whenever Jeff felt bored and wanted to drop them in there. And yep. they would get the oh, order so they based designated up. for it. They did mm-hmm. not show up when they wanted them to. They showed up when Jeff wanted them to. Correct. That's kind of. Yeah, I, I like that. I told Jeff whenever too strategic. Like Jeff, whenever you feel bored, just go and wreck someone's game. Drop it in there. <laughs> and, I, and I absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, revel in that a little more. So right. partisans, <coughs> excuse me, had, yeah. had a little extra boon <laughs> than they had in past years. Right. I forgot about that little extra. That that's a pretty big deal. So now it wasn't the player that won on the board; it was the that the allied side or the Axis side got to pick where they went. Correct. So the player that won on the board got to choose where they went okay. to, and only sure, once did sure. they go to his table. Yep. Oh wow, that's really that uh, that again says something about the team aspect of this thing. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what's the next table? Uh, uh, we had the artillery table return. Okay. Pew, it was pew. the same as last pew, year. Pew. So there's four artillery pits, and so that meant if you had any of the wind conditions, and I couldn't emphasize this enough, if you achieve any of the wind conditions and turn any point during turn four or later, you can activate one of the artillery strikes. So there's a maximum yep. of four. So they can use them during the round, or they can keep them and use them in the following round in a different capacity if they wanted to. So how many could they use during it? Just one? Up to four. But then oh, that would take okay. away, if they ended up winning, it would take away from the side. So basically they have to decide, no, I'm holding this down. I got this game. I'm going to keep these other ones so we can use them next round. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or, sure, sure, hey, sure. you know what? I'm going to lose. I might as well fire off some of these things. They're not coming back at us. Yeah. Right. Crazy. And the other one right in the middle, very similarly, was the airfield. But this one had three airstrikes. Uh, which also the same thing. It, and I couldn't emphasize this enough. If at any point, any point, mm-hmm. turn four or later, you have the wind conditions, and all of them kept thinking they had to have the major wind conditions. I said, "Is a minor win a win?" Oh yeah, I suppose it is. 
<laughs> is that a win condition? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it is. Like, oh boy. So, <sighs> yeah. Again, they could send him off mid-game, or they could uh, save him for the next round. So, and the difference, the different caveat we had this year is last year, if you had an intelligence officer on the objective board, then you got a bonus to where it was being sent. This year, we switched it to if there's an intelligence officer on the board it's being targeted on, you got a bonus. So, if you had uh, intelligence officer in an HQ unit that had line of sight to where you're putting the artillery strike, you got a plus one on the roll. If That's you cool. had, if you didn't have uh, HQ unit, meaning you're using an infantry unit to determine the line of sight, you actually had a minus one on the roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so once again, we try to make those intelligence officers worth something to everybody. Yep. So th- those are the two main interactive boards, and then we had the Pegasus Bridge board, uh, which I, a lot of people seem to really enjoy playing that table, and not a single one took the strumboats that it put out there. Yeah, I know. Like I was really disappointed no one got in the boats. Well, it's probably like going in a building, probably. <laughs> well, I think we just need, maybe next year we put out flob sacks. A bunch sure. of them? Just like a dozen like flob sacks in each side? A dozen flob sacks. And old two guys? We have a flob sack bridge. Yeah. No, we should. I, I think I'll do one of those uh, those floating barrel bridges that they did or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the one pontoon. One of those pontoon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. May throw one of those That'd be cool. next, next time. Uh, so too the winner of that, the, uh, I was gonna say, too bad they don't have like the Gojo one. Do you remember that from GI Joe, where they had the truck? I, I think they actually really exist, where it's a tank with a bridge that folds out over a the bridge top layer. Of it. those really yeah, exist? Yeah, yeah, they really exist. But I just remember from <laughs> yeah, GI Joe. Well, well, yeah, because they're cool. I thought yeah, you were right. going with. I thought you were going with the little uh, submarines that flew and then went in the water and still flew. No, well, that's a cool thing, too, but... <laughs> I don't know if that was in World War II yet. <laughs> Probably. Maybe in Captain do have, America. Do they have bridge layers in World War II? Yes. Yes. They're, they're old enough. Okay. They're, they're not as uh, complex as the ones in G.I. Joe, but sure, same concept, yeah. yeah. The more more manual labor than the yes. just fold-out thing that G.I. Joe had? Right. Okay. Cool. Anyway, it sorry. Required, required a lot more bitching, too. I'm sure it did, quite honestly. Just, <laughs> I'm sure it was not the easiest thing in the world. No. Uh, so, anyway, um, if you won the Pegasus yep. Bridge, that would mean your side, again, on the outside tables, the non-objective tables, you could upgrade one of your infantry to veteran. Sorry, one of your regulars to veteran. Everyone could or just one person could? A un- everyone could do, uh, do one unit. And and okay. we had very sev- many of these people who had all veteran infantry, so that oh. lets you move them to super vets. Oh, we went we went Finland on them. Okay. Yep. Yep. Which means you go to eleven. Now keep in mind once again that right. an order check of eleven or twelve yeah. always fails, but it just means you can hold a few more pins before you really have to worry about too much. Right. Uh, and then we had the Hell's Highway, <laughs> which as as historical as it possibly could have been, which is kind of cool that that worked out, uh, and everyone liked the scenario. They thought it was really good. It was tough, but it felt like it should have been tough. Because the yep. payoff on this is you got to move up an armored fighting vehicle to veteran. Yikes! Yeah, which is huge, so, especially yeah. for especially for a young Pershing floating around in the outside tables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it was young. Was young? It was inexperienced. No, it wasn't inexperienced. No. He did not bring an experienced. But he brought no. a regular. He brought a regular. But getting, but then he got getting it to vet would have been... Yeah, getting the gyro stabilizer to function is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's almost worth taking it. Um, almost. 
Almost. It's hard. It's so many points. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, okay. So that's what the objective table did. There, it's out yeah. there. We said it. That's what this year's were. So this, that's what this year's was. Next year, entirely different. Who the or hell the knows same. what's happening yet? Or it's the same. You never know. Depends mm. how many depends how many tables we feel like building in the next year. <laughs> well, we know Dale's out. Dale's not going to do another one next year. Yeah, Dale's out for at least a year and a half, two years. Right. I mean, hopefully, the new one ages well, so not to do anything. Oh, for sure it will. I mean, maybe we'll have to put new batteries in it. <laughs> the battery should be okay. They're LEDs, so they shouldn't take up too much. Okay. All right. So Those things maybe, better last a few years for how long maybe, they're actually maybe on. I was going to say, maybe unplug the uh, batteries themselves. Just saying. That might make life easier. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll see what happens. So It's a good idea, though. I, it just, yeah. I don't know what if there's anything that will drain them in there or not, but... The the shame in that is that you can't fit it all in a car at the same time because that would be awesome on a Thursday night game. Like people would love the shit out of that. If I was because only like three of the club mates were able to come out and see it. Right. And um, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh well, maybe I should bring it in. I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> I'm not driving into the club twice, both ways. But so. just let me know, and uh, I will pick a night, and I can swing by your house, and you can put half of it in mine, and then you can take the other half, and then we can bring it back or something. And I'm and I'm totally okay with that. I mean, if 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 we need the board for anything, and Pat wants to stop by, then it'll fit in both of our cars. So so funny. Wow. I know. I'm looking at. It, I'm like, well, can I pack this better? But no, I mean, it's that's just how it packs. So I mean, okay. The buildings are tall, and you added what, like an eight inch riser. To the game board, three, um, three inches. Four, so three the inch, bottom okay. I've got no two inch. Um, well, the the very bottom I've got two inches off of. So the boxes are thirty by thirty by thirty. So those are the two big cardboard boxes for the boards. Just as we plan on the trailer, there. Thirty Pat. inches. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because the the boards are twenty four by twenty four. Okay. And I've got two inch foam on each side. So okay. that that brings me up to twenty eight. So there's a little bit of a gap. So there's some give when I'm putting okay. the boards in and out. Sure. And then when I put the first board that seems in, important. I've got four inch spacers actually before I put the next board on top of. So oh, board number two goes it. on top of. So there's three three two foot square boards in each of the of the cardboard boxes, and then the two other larger yellow bins are for the stuff that sets on top of the boards once they're arranged. It sets up and tears down really, really quickly. It's just a lot of space. So. Yeah. yeah. Is that, are they that tall because of the lights? Yes. So the lights are over mm. two inches. And so right. I need, so I, I have two two inch pink foams uh, attached to each other I for spacing. I wonder if there's a way we could. Uh, let me take a look at that and see if like I can design some, design some shipping brackets that we can 3D print up. Right. So is there dead space in there then that we could try and fill other stuff with if we needed to? Mm, just well, for us or something? For, well, no, like, I mean, no, I'm just thinking, like, other terrain pieces so we could, like, cut down the Tupperware containers. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, this is probably conversation you have. Not well, you think the there's there's two of the Pavlov houses as well, which are yeah, each yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty tall and significant. So <laughs> there isn't, yeah. yeah, there isn't a lot of space, but I haven't thought very much about well can I condense this in some way so I mean if I bring it out you guys can have a look and maybe we can we can find a way to 
be smarter right. about how it packs away and travels. Just, just mostly if we have to travel with it, that's gonna like that's mm-hmm. a lot of space. Those two boxes would eat up like a whole trailer by itself. A lot of the trailer anyway. Yeah, so I I can put um, I can put the two boxes with the boards and one of the bins in the back of my traverse, but I can't get that second bin. Right. So yeah, I'm just mostly worried about taking it to Chicago. We're not taking two trips to Chicago. Anyway, (laughs) um, okay. So we got the objective tables over. What was scenario one, day one? No, Pat's got to find on the on the paper. Flipping through the paper. Flipping through the All paper, right. it was timely objectives. Timely objectives. Right. Okay, is this the one we've played in previous years where it scores yes. every round? Yes, is that correct? that's the one. Okay. Yes, I, yep. I love this scenario. It's still my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, by far. Okay, uh, and do we do we want to tell? I mean, we'll, we'll post the packet so everyone can read yeah. it on their own leisure. I don't think we have to drain the drain the scenarios. It was actually posted before because it was from last year. Yeah, when we posted yeah, last we've, year. So. We've, yeah, exactly. We'll we've, repost. We'll repost. We'll repost. Yep. Yep. It, I have the PDF created. It's pretty easy for me to just throw it up on Facebook. Right. Uh, Sweet. And maybe I'll do it. No, I'll wait until after this is published and then I'll do it. Anyway, it makes more sense it would, that way. It would, it would sound a little weird if I said we were going to do it and then I turned you up and up for three days. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's a weirdo. Time traveler, uh, you bastard. Right? Yeah, right. Um, okay, so who won the first round? All right, so here's your here's your summary for round one. <laughs> On the partisans table was won by the Axis. Okay. Uh, artillery table was won by the Allies, and I believe they had one carryover artillery strike. Okay. Table seven was won by the Axis, and they had one carryover. That was a minor victory, so they had one airstrike carryover. Uh, okay. The bridge was won by the Axis. Okay. A little bit of theme here. And then yeah, right. Hell's Highway was won by the Allies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and round one totals were Axis 62, Allies 76, but the Axis had three three to two advantage on the objective tables. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We wanted to lull them into a false sense of security <laughs> on the Allied side. Okay. Uh, Make them think it was all out? easy peasy. Sure. Right. Um, okay, so we're so down by sixteen after round that's a, by that's us. A lot I mean, of points, yeah. That's the axis. So, but there was some a little bit of momentum because of that we picked up one extra objective table. And I know that you guys are like the veteran, you know, vehicle or armored fighting vehicles is really good. But for me, I'm, I'm thinking veteran veteran infantry unit upgrade oh, for sure. is like. You know, I take that all day long. So, sure. and and nobody can nobody can turn down a free airstrike or a free artillery strike. Those are still big deals. Sometimes they can, mm-hmm. they will turn a game if it lands where you want it to. So, they absolutely will. Yeah, right. Like that's and a big deal. We the did paratroopers these are nice. We yeah. did the, we did the airstrikes and artillery strikes a little different from years past. So I believe round two was that the one with the preparatory bombardment on it, which was just disgusting, or is that round three? Uh, I think round two had uh, two. a prep and Yes, round two did have it. So we had, where the artillery strikes were, we basically said, okay, once you are set up before, at the start of turn one, is the artillery strike is going to roll to come in, and it's going to happen right then and there. So you had set up, in some cases, preparatory bombardment, which is before oh, turn man. one. And then turn one, artillery strike. Oosh. And I think it was Bruce that was on Dale's table that was sitting there, 
And he's like, okay, I haven't moved yet, and I've got three cars in my army on three or more pins. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, uh, the extra or the bonus artillery strike came in, then the preparatory bombardment, and he was playing against John, who had a forward observer. Yeah. With that a second also, artillery also strike. Also gave him an artillery strike, too, yeah. yeah. Yep. Sure. There was a lot of explosions. Yeah. Because yeah. John needs needs help like that. He's he's really a learning player who's just coming into his own right now. He needs that kind of help. <laughs> well, he may or may not be playing to our rule set, knowing what we're doing. I'm just saying. He he saw what we did last year and had to just bet. He's on a last clever year. player. That's yes. my guess. Yeah. Well, he's good, but I he also think he put together something that kind of fit uh, in with the market garden. That's team, true. That's right. He did fit in our market garden. Yeah, he did fit yeah, in our so, garden, didn't he? Which is. Which is great. He, so. got, he got full theme points. So, yeah. Good man. He was 100% themey. I'm pretty sure at this point he could probably put together almost any army he wants to. I think he's pretty well, close and to he, having them all. And play it at a high level. Very first person, <laughs> right? He was the very first person to submit a list, too, and I gave him a, a couple extra bonus uh, raffle tickets for that. Thanks, John. To be fair, that's because last year you guys had to talk for like a week. <laughs> or we had to all talk about it because I think he chose... Was it the German list he chose last year? Yeah, he tried to he tried to do the uh, fuel, fuel shortage Panther. Yeah, that's right. That's and then right. and then when I said no, you couldn't do that. Then he gave me the Schurzen list, and I just ignored it. And then he gave me a real list, and it was all good. <laughs> I think he was being a little bit of a smart ass with the second list, if I remember right. But. I don't. I don't think John has that about him. What are you talking about? Right. No. <laughs> no. John, John doesn't have any. Any. Yeah. yeah no. No, it was all good. And he gave a spectacular list, and I, I'm thankful. Uh, he was very themey on it. There were some people who were themey to their own list, but not to the to the overall scenario. But, you know, whatever. That's fine. We don't care. Yeah. I mean, someone played Japanese for crying out loud. I mean, who does that when you're saying, hey, we're doing Market Garden? Somebody that doesn't yeah. want to paint an entire new army. <laughs> well, we, yep. and we I didn't mean, really say, hey, we're doing Market Garden. Bring a Market for, Garden list. Yeah. Either. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So. No, it was just our narrative that Jeff had put together was this is what yeah. the story we're telling this year. I mm-hmm. think if if we want to do that again next year, which I think is totally relevant, and I think we could do it. I think we should, as as a as snafu, we should sit down and discuss that and figure it out, and we could like tell people that like next episode, mm-hmm. so that they have an opportunity to you know build a list if they want to build a list, and they have time to do that right. John probably had Market Garden models already available to him, or he or he somehow got wind of it from somebody. But we didn't post that very close, like not until relatively recent have we did we post that. I think right from the beginning in advertising, we had a snafu too far, which is yeah. uh, which alludes yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, but but we didn't explicitly we say. That? I mean, we didn't say anything June. about the Hell's Highway or the the no. bridge table. Right. So was, the theme that, wasn't was theme really was announced June? in June or July. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, that's not that. That's that's plenty of time, I guess. Let's give him another. Let's give him some more time. See if anybody <laughs> does anything. All right, Jeff, we to get something for it. Oh. Uh, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> Jeff's on pre-vacation mind right now, so. Actually, I've been strongly thinking about next year's theme. I just hadn't decided between two. <laughs> mm, intrigued. Uh, okay. Well, Is we'll it's... sit down and chat and figure it out. Well, I. Well, I need to bring uh, Minnesota cold rum or Caribbean rum. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's just go with that. Okay. okay. All right. I'm intrigued, right. and we're going to be excited to hear it. All right, so round two happens. Who 
What is the what is the scenario for the outside tables? <laughs> Excuse me. This is a this is a Jeff special. Jeff, do you want to do this one? Oh no no no! You've got the rule pack in front of you. Let's, I, I want to see how well my how my brain translated to our writing. Okay, so sure. this one is we are opening Hell's Highway. Operation Garden commences. Look at that Ruh-roh. narrative just spew across the table. So the <laughs> Axis forces deploy half of their units, rounding up on the table at least twelve inches from the middle of the table line and on the Axis board edge. Now keep in mind, if you look at any scenario that's ever written for Snafu or in any of the book, you will always find the uh, deployment halves are measured from the center of the table. Why is that? Not every table is exactly four feet across. Correct. Point the case, we had three of them that were just a little bit over. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sorry, back off my soapbox. Uh, the Allied forces, up to two units, may be held in reserve. All other will be will be in the first wave and no outflanking. So we selected seven objective markers that were placed very strategically, if not artistically, near the center line. Uh, there was a mention the preparatory bombardment, and then the wave happened. The, the victory conditions on this one for the major victory. The Allied player must control any three adjacent markers. And for those of you who don't understand what adjacent means, that means next to. We didn't write that in the pack. <laughs> there cannot be another. Yeah, there cannot be another marker in between them. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, there is a little bit of struggling around. It's not around that. So I, I can see. I can see some issue with like how the diagram shows what adjacent means, because they're not like parallel to one another per se. Well, they is were marker between were two of them. No. Okay, they're adjacent. <laughs> What's well, how you draw the line, though? Right? There's not. A, like if you look at any, I'm just looking at the argument. It's effectively it. the closest one to the marker you're looking right. at. Right, you Correct. have to have three that are as close as they possibly can be to each other, but that's hard to explain. I can get why right. someone might have ex- questioned adjacent. I think most people know what that word means. <laughs> well, but I'm no longer sure. I'm no, well, I'm no I mean, longer I didn't sure. S- sure, I didn't see how you I, set I, them up, but mm-hmm. looking at the diagram, like adjacent could mean two different things to me. I can see it. Uh, I will, I will, well, the diagram, basically they were they were zigzagged across the center line is what they ended up. Sure, sure, they, sure. The picture was just an example of whatever, but they were zigzagged. We right. definitely laid them out. They were zigzagged. So uh, the minor victories if the Allied player controlled more than the Axis. I will yep. denote the, fun, the one person who had the question about the Jason did get a minor victory. So apparently okay. we missed that. So all other okay. results is a major victory for the Axis player. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. So, allies had to be on the move and doing stuff in this one. So yeah. basically, Axis had to hold five of them because there were seven on there, or at least prevent them from having three of yeah, them. Yeah, they they start under Axis control, and the Axis can retake them. Oh, it's adjacent markers, so they have to be. The only way you get the major is with three adjacent markers. That's that's brutal. Okay, yeah, got yeah, it. And know. so you would you would uh, you turn the markers over by moving over them during the course of the turn. Sure, sure, right, exactly. Okay. So, hmm, that's that's a fun scenario, Jeff. I know, Pat. That or Jeff. That's, Je- Jeff. that's all, Jeff. That's all. That's yeah, all. You Jeff's can blame idea with my words. scenarios on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that no, I mean that's that's a that's a fair it's a fair scenario. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that seems well, rough. It, again, we're telling the story and making a a fifty fifty win chance scenario. 
right? Sure. Yeah, you got to balance it so that yeah, that either mm-hmm. side can win. And make I mean, sure that the Allies had to push through and and they had the Axis resistance. So if they could find a point to push through with the three adjacent, then that's a major victory. Hey, we got an arrowhead we can get through. Mm-hmm. And right. your preparatory bombardment can have a lot to do with that too. So totally. And yeah, you know it, everybody it got that. Of, so it can tell you which part's going to be soft and which part you should go for. <clears throat> yep. Okay. So the end of round uh, two. Yeah, we've got the partisans was taken by the Axis again. They held it. Okay, artillery went to the Allies this time. Okay. Uh, airfield was a draw. As it turned out, Jeez. it was Jesse and Rocky playing on this one, <laughs> and Jesse had gotten two unit, two full Russian units inside. One of them on the Veteran. very top of the tower, getting mm-hmm. a major win condition. Had already sent out one airstrike, and Rocky, as the ringer, said, "No, no." Lit the thing on fire, burnt it to the ground. <laughs> and Jesse calls me over. He's like, he's like, what do we do now? I said, what's the last line in the victory conditions? <laughs> it says, draw all other conditions. Which one are you in? <laughs> Crap! <laughs> <laughs> Just lit a shit ton of. Was he playing? So no, he was playing Belgians, right? Uh, Rocky was playing the list you wrote. Yeah, yeah but Rocky's R- Rocky got his was Germans, and Jesse was playing his Russians. Jesse was. With, with the, the IS-3. Okay. With an IS-3. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So, Rocky... Which took us like, a while to find I, where the... I can't dislodge that many Russians out of that. I'm just going to burn the damn thing down. And he did. <laughs> yes, he did. You know, you want to take a you want to take a minor or major loss, you want to take a draw, right? Yeah. That is hilarious. I'm so glad I put a flamethrower in that, that mm-hmm. army now. <laughs> that was perfect. It was beautiful. Spoiler alert! wasn't wasn't the first wasn't the last time that tower got burnt down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe we're gonna have uh, to put some flame retardant materials on the outside of it for next. That was year. mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, the Axis retained the Pegasus Bridge. Okay, and the yeah. Axis also <laughs> took over Hell's Highway. So now they are looking wow. at holding double veterans upgrades. Yep, so in round two. This is going to be as close as the game was going to be. It was Axis 125, Allies 151. And that's the end of day one. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Do you think... Well, let's get get through all all of those scenarios, and then we'll go back and talk about what we think about that. Um, Okay, so then day one ends, and drinking commences. Mm -hmm. Heavy. Heavy drinking commences. Oh, for Jeff, that included? Yeah, Jeff had two. I wow. had like two beers. That was a lot for me, man. That's that, was... that is more than normal. Yes, <laughs> that is not that is not inaccurate. Okay, you just drink. Well, you, actually, you guys all heard it last week or whenever that dropped. Episode forty. Go see episode forty. Right. Correct. Okay. Uh, did anyone play any games that night? Was yes. there a what a ta- was it was there a what a tanker going on in the background? If I if I heard it right. No, they were playing Dead Man's Hand. What is Dead Man's Hand? It's uh, some kind of old West Cowboy looking game. Really? Okay. Yeah, interesting. Looked fun. Okay. Uh, There's a lot of yee hawing. I remember hearing some of those in the episode, actually. Yeah. Okay. That explains a lot. Yeah, so we probably had, when we got back from dinner, probably six six guys playing. Okay. So, and then more coming in and out as the night goes goes on. So it was good. It was a lot of fun. We opened we opened the thing back up again, and people can come in and visit and say hello and. Awesome. See the best tables at the convention. And it's good. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of true. 
Yeah, well, it's a thing. Uh, well, I mean, Batman. Some of the Batman stuff looked really good. Some of it. It did. It did. Batman stuff is really cool too. Don't get I, me wrong. Yeah. No. And there's plenty. I didn't actually. I don't know that I got to check out much of the other stuff when I was there on Thursday night. Uh, there were some. There were a few Infinity tables that looked really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there's usually some like paintball t- tables there too, though. Usually feels like mm-hmm. some of them look like like my personal Infinity table looks like a paintball like field. Yeah. I did not get up to the Infinity Room this tournament, so I have no okay. idea what the tables were. Yeah. I think everyone was still setting up when we were there, so. Yeah. yeah. The, it, there were only a few good. Batman tables, but they looked good. And I think that's because they might have been Jamie's, if I remember correctly. He might have pre-set them up early because he mm-hmm. had time or something. Yeah. Well, so, needless to say, I think your guys' train looks amazing, and that probably does still take the cake as far as Renegade. We like to think so. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, we and we work we work towards that. I mean, we'd like to, you know, we had some really pretty armies, so it's that's good. I mean, it's one thing to see the table set up and it's cool, but when you know you've got two opposing armies going through the scenarios, you walk over, you look at it, and it's it's really exciting. Actually, it's like oh <laughs> it totally man, is. that looks so cool. So it's well, good, and it gets people that want to like join in, right? Yes, yeah. I, I would be curious how many Infinity Starter Boxes Bob sold versus how many bolt-action starter armies John sold. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, how many people are more likely to come and, you know, check out, well, maybe helps that we're not, like, in a weird hidden corridor of the building. Right. Like, half of the stuff is, but... I think Infinity you had to go downstairs and to the end of the hallway or something yeah, to get to there. Yeah, like, take 14 turns and <laughs> we'll give you a map so you can get there. Don't right, expect to ever come out. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I say, I don't remember why I, f- I found it somehow. I don't remember how I found it. Um, anyway, okay. So you guys had a good time. Yep. Saturday night went well. Sweet. I think we all stayed at the hotel and yeah. um, only way to roll. It was good. It's, it's really, really nice to stay at that hotel, particularly for me because it's saving me forty-five minutes to drive. Oh, dude, I'm, so. I'm across town too. I'm not quite as far as you, but it is a that is a haul. It's a drive after a long day. It's nice to just be able to go crash. Yeah, yeah. It lets me enjoy some adult beverages before I go. Right, pass yeah, out you, can, you don't have to. I mean, you could take an Uber home from from how close I, you are, but why would you? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, so you guys wake up. What time is what time is ground three in the morning? Probably still nine o'clock ish. Nine o'clock. Nine oh, o'clock. So nice. Again, so nice. And we had we had one person who got confused and at about nine ten or nine fifteen and like you know, you know gave him a shout like hey where are you at? He's like oh, I thought we started at ten. I said yeah. Thanks. You thought wrong. <laughs> He's like, I thought it was really. I'm going to have time to relax and have my coffee. Like, you know what? You're already 15 minutes into round. Go play. So, oh, because I guess yeah, we always kind of build that meeting slash game time. Like, we let the game start a little earlier. It's kind of a soft start, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, once we, planning's done and they're ready to play, they can right, go. So they can go jump on, yeah, mm-hmm. jump and play. But it's right. but so we say get, from this time to this time we're planning that, right? And normally it doesn't take that long, right? Well, I mean, no, I think like the first year it took a while. The second year, not as long. And this last year, you know, we have quite minutes. a few veterans coming back. And they're thinking about it and they're ready to go. So it felt like it didn't take nearly as long this year as sure. it did last year. So yeah. we, so we had some veteran players that really made everything, made our order checks go a lot faster. <laughs> right. Fair. 
So okay. and, and this year, um, so last year we had done we had done dice trays with the Snafu logo on. That was provided yep. by GC Minis. Yep. Those were awesome. And we said last year, hey, you know, last round, whatever table you're playing on, if you win, you get to keep that dice tray. This year, we didn't want them thinking that, so we decided before this round that we'd let them know that, hey, you see all these nice dice bags that you've been pulling dice from all around? Those are going to the winning side. Yeah, we did not explain to them that the dice bags were even a thing yet, I don't think. Right? And I'm sure some of them that played last year are thinking, like, oh, you know, that's what we're going to do again this year. You know, maybe they thought that, maybe they didn't. Right. So to the listeners, but, but I'm saying to the listeners at home, Right. Instead of the dice trays this year, we decided to do dice bags. So we had them, uh, you know, as, as essentially as official as they can get, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, snafu dice bags made. So, which is made by the made by the same awesome, person yeah. who does who does the warlord dice bags, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me to tell you who that is, though, because then she's going to be too busy to make the dice tray by dice bags when I need them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you want to see what they look she, like. Um, look at our table pictures <laughs> on Facebook. So, right? No, I no, I'm kidding. Her uh, the name of the company is K O E D Design. I don't know how uh, how else to describe it. That's she's from Sweden or Norway, some Scandinavian country. K? Jesus, it, uh, no, it's not. It's it's K O E D Design, and if you type bags, it shows up. Um, yeah, so it's KO'd like knocked out dice bags. Um, oh, so not co-ed, so it's not like, you know. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, that's a different website altogether. And, no, she does a great job. In different and, bags, too. Right, different bag bags, yeah. Um, so you could, just just to put it out there, we didn't even open these up to our clubmates. So no, these, these are, are just exclusively. These are exclusive. yep. And obviously yeah. we all got our own. So uh, and I think we have a couple left over for for what Rick? Um, uh, Patreons maybe we I wanted like I wanted to make sure we had a couple extra just in case we needed them for something or they might make it into the Toys for Tots raffle next year. Um, That's a good idea. Like mm-hmm. you know we have some ideas as to things we could do with it. I felt like putting one in the Toys for Tot raffle this year might diminish the you know the excitement of them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's that's legit. Mm-hmm. So maybe oh. you know you know we might have a dice tray come back next year. We could have some different you know like what do we want to call them? Throwback throwback uh, prizes in there as well. A little contr- contribution on from uh, the Snafu crew. And also know. this year in the swag, um, I had designed up a a double one inch, basically an auto cannon template. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, had anyone bring an auto cannon? Auto cannon? One person did. All <laughs> right. I like to put the holes in the middle, though, so I can string four of them together to shoot my flat yep. curling with. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, exactly. So um, I had thought about, actually, you could you could punch a, it a 16th magnet in there, and you can magnetize them. Oh, there so you go. That would work, too. That's that's what the design intent was. So okay. whether, that, whether that hit the full production, I guess I haven't tested yet, but you should be able to get a 16th. Uh, diameter magnet in there, and you should be able okay. to link two of them together. Not that I gave out two to anybody, but should you get one off somebody, and we might have some more next year with a different year on it. But everyone, that I thought that was cool. Nice little, yeah. nice little. Here you go. Cool. 
All right. Um, so obviously, you incentivized everyone by telling them they'd win the bags. Mm-hmm. It was so. Wait, I, sorry. Did you guys end up doing it where whoever won the last game on the table got to keep the bag, or was it Axis versus Allies? Allies got them, or Axis got them? The winning team. Winning team got to keep yep. them. So Axis okay. got them, or Allies got them? We're really trying to motivate the Axis as they were only behind by a, a small bit here. How much is a small bit? I think it was like eight. It was like eight, but I think some of my numbers might have jumped around. I prepped this for the podcast, but at the time they were they were they were much closer. So they were they were within spinning distance of one another. Yeah, so they closed the gap not quite halfway, but they had picked up ground and they had they had three um, three of the uh, four three of the objectives three three. Three to one of the objective table, so and, and both Jeez. and both veteran upgrades. Yeah. So definitely, you know, a little bit of momentum and a, and a shot, and then the extra impetus of, you know, if you close this out, you get these sweet bags. So sure, right? Okay. So that was going into round three. Yes. Yep. Okay. Rad. Okay. And and clearly the inspirational speech that Dale had provided fell on very deaf ears as one Axis player won his game. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, going into round four, um, because they're, they're like, you know, because I've been saying, well, this is the spread, you know, this is what you need to be thinking about. And so the very first thing I did is I'm like, if you won your, if you won your game in round three, raise your hand. One guy raises his hand and everybody else is like, oh crap. Okay. So <laughs> the scenario for round three was the sectors that we've done in the past. It's the nine sectors instead of what's normal, four? Four. Yes. Four right. is normal. We do yeah. nine because otherwise it's just like everyone's playing four square in the center. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the nine because it, it gives you the, it, the. It offsets the deployment zone, is the big thing. Yep. Sure. That's what I like most about it. Was the previous one, was it when they. Sectors. The other one is: is it still three deep? So you have the neutral and enemy and your own. No. no. As I no, say, the, it's ours is a nine, four. nine by and yeah, ours is three nine by three grid. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, okay. Right. The, the one from the book is just four zones. Is the, the right just four squares. Okay. So this is this isn't a new scenario, and this has probably been one of the few scenarios that's been super play tested. Like yeah, we played the crap out of this. This scenario, this scenario has been played to death. We know exactly that this is a fair scenario. Wow. Uh, what happened, Axis? Just, just bad things. I, I mean, I, I didn't try to dissect what happened necessarily. I mean, it's I, just like I'm curious. I'm like, that sounds. My uh, motivational speech skills were greater than Dale's. I think. Yes, the, uh, yes. The propaganda was stronger with. on the Allies. All right, I, got it. I wasn't. I mean, because I mean, Jeff and I. We, we just kind of liaise effectively. Sure, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not definitely. we're not helping with strategy or matchups or as, as you or, shouldn't or anything right. like that. And so I wasn't really paying attention to are they trying to maximize the matchups on the objective tables? You know, are they thinking about because I think in this one there was there was axis side and deployments were set up like you you were on this side depending on axis or allies. You yeah, know, I don't know sure, if they were that was predetermined. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm not no, sure if they were really, you know, yes, looking, because there's there's a lot of layers that you can play. There's a lot of gameplay between setting up matchups and tables and those kinds of things, and I don't know if the Axis were really paying attention to that or, I mean, so it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I just, I find it, 
I mean, because there's I, 12 players on each side, or yeah. 10 players on each side. I it can guarantee 11, the Allied so. side was talking about. I wasn't. I was just sitting there listening and letting them go. We're definitely talking about matchups and trying to maximize army potential on boards. Okay, they, which they were very good about that. Right, which which is kind of my well, and I think I think the Allied team had um, quite a few of the veterans on their side, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it seemed a bit like a stack deck. I'm not going to lie, but. I, and so you know, it's just, and and that's that's totally fine because we don't we didn't ha- we didn't have to shift anybody this year, which was really right. nice. Yep. Um, and I don't know how much planning had gone in ahead of time in May and June, with some guys going, "Hey, let's all be allies or let's all be access <laughs> this year." Right. So totally. <laughs> I don't know if that happened or not, but they, I mean, they it paid off for them in in the third round, and then when we talk about the fourth round, we'll see if they were able to keep it up. But it right. just. It just kind of happened in the third round, so. Mm-hmm. So well, the Axis had one win and one draw. The rest were all losses. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, yep. that's that that will really hinder a lot of things because it seems like the for the first two games, the Axis were in it. Sure. And this is what caused the downfall of the Axis. Okay, they overextended the sure. and. And and the the um the third scenario it wasn't like it favored one faction or the other it nope. it didn't it was right. no it's very neutral it was straight scenario. down the middle totally yeah. mm-hmm. so that wasn't it wasn't because of that so it wasn't a skewed scenario for sure like that's very clear because I I was like oh shit is scenario three really like really skewed so, or something and so there was one table well there was one table that had uh, during the course of the turn and this was the the airstrike. Um, there's two airstrikes that were attributed to that table, one for the Axis and one for the Allies. And the one that came in for the Axis, he rolled a one, and his intelligence officer was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> so, no surprise here, John Stentz ended up with two airstrikes <laughs> on a Jagdpanzer. Yeah. On Andrew's Jagdpanzer. Okay. Which, that thing had eight pins on it one time when I was walking by it, and I just shook my head and like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, somebody was super excited about seeing it on Facebook, though. I'm not going to lie. I saw that post, and someone was super giddy excited to see them. somebody brought that to a tournament. Because, of course, nobody brings them. Because no one ever brings them. Yeah, right. exactly. So I think it's, people did. Heavy, heavy tanks really don't, don't pay their weight back in tournament play. If you're they really super don't. competitive tournament play, they don't. Yeah, I think the only That's way they can is if you run into the other guy who's also playing a super heavy tank, and, and you win the duel. Right, you run the yeah. Well, it's okay. You're right, absolutely correct. However, in a twelve point or twelve dice limit, twelve fifty list, there's room dimin- to put one in. Yeah, you're you're not going to be as hindered by it as if you were playing a thousand point list and you bring a six hundred point tank. That that That's is also true. Now right. keep in mind that. It's an order dice limit. It's not actually a unit limit. And right. scenario three, because of how you score oh, your sectors, um, you actually would have benefited from having more than than 12 units. If you Correct. had 14 and lost a couple, you could still potentially score significant points, even being down those dice. Well. Which is what I really liked about that particular scenario, yep. um, but of course, you know, folks don't necessarily know that going in. But last year we had an opportunity for people to have additional order dice with the one, depending on 
on what happened and, and things like that. So, you know, sometimes sometimes thinking outside the box is rewarded a little bit with the design of the scenarios or objectives and things like that. So. Sure. Totally. Rad. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. So uh, end around three, the points are Axis 183, Allies 2... What was that? What was that yeah. now? Two what? <laughs> two two forty eight. <laughs> two oh, forty eight. It's uh, like it's, it's, sixty uh, points. It's a uh, you know, it's kind of like you're down by like sixty two points at halftime. Do you really come back out of the tunnel to play that last that last half? I mean, yeesh. yes, yes, you do because yes. it's yes, you fun do. still. Well, because in the last round, all the objective tables score double for their side. Yep. Not for the right. general, but for their side. Sure. Right. So there's there's a little makeup, and we could have made it quadruple, and it would have had the same result. We could have made it ten times, and it would have had the same result, but that's just okay. because there's a, a true split. But, you know. Right. right. Okay. Uh, so that was a lot this, of points, though. This, this, is also, this is also the round that... Uh, um, Headquarters steps in and directs certain generals to certain fields of battle, depending right. on where they're sitting and overall points and where they have or haven't played yet before. And we had uh, seven players all right in the mix for first place, and so I had to direct four different, uh, eight different players to four different tables, just to just to pit the good against the good where they were sitting and point wise so which is I, I do like that we do that so at least nobody can just club baby seals all day long right so right I, we want the overall to kind of represent you know some challenge an, an actual challenge like some kind of strength of schedule there mm-hmm. so that good on you to try and figure enough, that out that makes my head hurt I, I did also calculate this this the strength of schedule for the uh, the top the top several people. So okay, and I think when we get two of the results, uh, it'll be it might surprise you too. So okay, sweet. So we'll end round four with the partisans went to the axis. So they oh, we're already back. at the end. We're at the end of scenario. Four. You want to talk about scenario four? Oh, do first? you want to talk about scenario four? Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> my this my favorite. What I thought was a typo, but was Jeff just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was like, he was wow. he was especially <laughs> assholeish too on some of these tables. Oh, it was so great! It was so great. The quote unquote like, top tables. Anyway, all so right. The, so this is the last stand of Arnhem, right? Everyone remembers that yes, famous yeah. bridge. It was there, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. So the. The Allied reinforcements have failed to materialize, and now forward deployment paratroopers are in dire straits. Well, if you look at the score, they really weren't. But <laughs> in yeah, the well. scenario, in the overall narrative, they were supposed to be. So this right. was uh, the Allies are setting up in basically a center, the very center of the board. All of their forces. In a, in a box. In a, a box. fairly sizable box, though. It doesn't look small. Like it's no. a big area. They get a lot of the table, but it's all in and the middle. And in that... In that area, it's nice that the packet reads the TOs will place a number of objective markers. Left it to our discretion, and, mm-hmm. and Jeff said, you know what? Go ahead, Jeff. Where'd, where'd you put them? I, I put them mostly in the box formation, although I added a few on a certain few tables to make life interesting for players. <laughs> Just because... As was suggested by the matchup. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. 
So the the non-objective tables had basically by number. Nine. We're not talking two or three or five. Well, we're the standard board got nine, nine plus. Standard nine? board got nine. Holy a couple of the objective sh- boards got eleven. Jeez, boys, like that's a lot. Okay, and and to be fair, when we're talking about Jeff being, and, and you know, when he revels in people's pain, he's not reveling in one side or the other. He wants everyone to wiggle a little bit. I want everyone to see their minds explode. Right. You want, but it's equal. I'm just making sure that everyone understands that Jeff is not like you aren't. You aren't trying to make one side win or the other side win. You just want it to be. You want it to be interesting for everyone, which I think is the beauty of it. Right. Eighty eighty-five percent of your bolt action games, everyone deploys on their side of the table. You come out of your corner swinging, you fight, and then count it up at the end. I like making people think outside the box at least one scenario. Sure. Uh, you've got several in here that make people think a little harder than the average bear. So I'm just going right. to go with and say that half of them are outside of the norm. Oh, you know, two totally. Two or four well, is half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Fair. Yep. Well, even and, even the ones that are seemingly standard are are still, you know, your our flavor of them, right? They're different. The sectors is still different, different enough that I right. think people can appreciate the that record, it's different. For the record, nobody asked me any questions about the wind conditions on scenarios two and four. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm just putting it out there, and there was lots of questions on one and three. I'm just saying. So, yeah. okay. I don't know if we just wrote these ones more clear, and we just copied from last year and didn't care about the other ones, or, or what happened there. I don't know. But anyway, so this has the. So I mentioned allies are all kind of bunched up, basically the center of the table. They're twelve inches from any board edge. And they've got all these objective markers littered throughout their entire area, so they basically have to defend this box. And then the Axis players pick a board edge, and they get that long edge and up to 24 inches that they're coming in from the first wave. So they've got right. a nice little slew that they're coming in from. C-shaped area. Sure. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the objective markers are out there, and so the victory conditions are if one player scores at least... Oh, so sorry. Three, so victory points are the objective markers, basically. And you, you flip them the same way you did back in scenario one, just moving over them with an un, with the, an unempty transport or right, infantry units that can score. We still have that small small units can't do anything with objectives. Mm-hmm. So can't contest even. They can't. They can contest, but this isn't a contesting one. You got to control. That's right. Control. This, yep. this is yep. this is a flipping one, so that doesn't quite yep. play in. Totally. Uh, so you get. Of the nine, if you control three or more, you get a major victory. If you do one or more, then you get a minor victory. Any other result is a loss. For both players. That's For the part where players. I was like, <laughs> that's the asshole part that I was like, is this right? I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Uh, it would have been, been, been more a-hole-ish if, the, if it was the minor victory was two or more. <laughs> sure. I. Well, my, my point was, like, I'm like... I'll go change it. And Jeff's like, no, no, that's how it's supposed yeah, to be. I'm, that's like, right. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Like that, that. But in all honesty, that's a good way to spread the field at the end a little bit more too. Right. Two point like, spreads. Yeah. Cause yeah. We, we do, we do one, three, five, seven, nine. Sure. And then the, the big key, and this is the secondary objectives are two or three or three or four, depending how you play them. But I don't think most people understood how to be played against them. I think is what was missed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, a so, cool, unique scenario again. I like it. So, the, 
So the objective tables went to the partisans, went to the Axis, the artillery table, which, by the way, was the championship table, uh, went to the Axis. And once again, on the airfield, the tower got burnt to the ground again. <laughs> so, Man, you need to put more sandbags or something around that I, thing. Well, this, it, it was really funny because the player on there was, uh, was, was John Ross, and he okay. didn't realize or think anything of the fact that he was setting the building on fire when he plugged the flamethrower to destroy the unit on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Bruce, who is his opponent, is like, okay, well, now we have to check the buildings on fire. He said, well, wait, we have to do what? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, that's well, yeah, you put a flamethrower in a building. He's like, oh, crap, I didn't even think of that. Because he was, he wanted to play in jockey. I mean, he was really in contention. If he had got a major victory, he'd have been, you know, right in there in the mix. I mean, he okay. he, he finished very high as it was, and he's like, oh, I didn't think of that, and well, and they rolled for it, and like, hey, there you go. And I said, and I very proudly was there and said, hey guys, no airstrikes coming in this round. John just burnt down your effing building, so. <laughs> for for a ground floor unit too, that's too bad. You like, yeah, just get that assault going before you can run up the building. You you let the flamethrower sit there until oh, we got to the third floor. Now we burn the uh, damn thing no, down. All all of their infantry was all just bustled up around the building. So yeah, it would have been it, it would have been a, a this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. He just figured, well, let's clear it first before we go in there and. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Didn't think about the fire, the building on fire rolls, yeah. Whoops. And the allies took both the bridge and, and Hell's Highway to, okay. to wrap it off. So like I said, those those objectives end up being a complete and total draw between them for the most part. Okay. Uh, as a final, it came down to the axis of 252. Nice try, guys, because the allies had 358 points. Oh, my. Yeah. Gosh, guys. Yeah, it was oh. kind of a beatdown. Pretty rough. Yeah, that's that's harsh. As I recall, that's not how Market Garden went. But no, <laughs> they really got. Th- some they might have ended the war by Christmas had this worked out this way. So right, yeah. This is this is how Market Market Garden was supposed to go for Monty. It's just that's how it went on paper. Went. Like, but that's last, how it went on paper. Last, Arnum, like Arnhem, like they just were coying the axis into, like, yeah, come over here, and then we then they blow them out. Kind of what it seems like happened. That's a lot of points again. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Axis. All right. Allies. You like your bags. Allies. allies I'm sorry, yeah. allies. Allies. Sorry. Yes. I'm not entirely sure what happened in that last... So part of, I think, that last scenario uh, in particular was possibly too taxing on the brain for a few players, maybe. I'm not sure. Because when I look at it, I look at that and I'm like, okay, this is easy. You you drive a wedge in, pick one spot where the ally looks weakest and drive a wedge in from that. And you've got that gigantic deployment area. Sure. Concentrate your forces, drive through them, and push them back before they have time to recover. And what I saw a lot of was guys spreading their entire Axis force around the outside of that sea. And I was like, what What are you doing? Right. I mean, you've spread yourself so they thin were, now, you can't get anything. They were right. doing... a. An overwhelm instead of a, instead of just a punch maneuver, right? Yeah, sure. And that's and that's one of those that's one of those problems when you're writing scenarios is that you can see I see strategies very clearly here that are going to work and not going to work. But if other people don't get to that point or make that connection, then suddenly it's like ooh, <laughs> it's going to yeah you have some tough sledding. 
Well, maybe maybe next year private snafu will show up and we will give both sides show them what not to do. So, well, some strategy tips or something. You know, like we suggest maybe doing this. Well, private like, snafu was a model of what you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think he was here. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Okay, well, then we'll make it private snafu. Well, we'll make it. We'll still make it private snafu. We'll just make it the opposite. Don't <laughs> spread your force out too far in this scenario. Right. Right. Whatever. Something. You know. Just give. Well, no. You, know, you can. You can present it as private snafu says this, but hopefully they catch the gist that that guy doesn't really know the best way to do things. Right. Yeah. yeah right. We could do it any way we wanted to, but yes. You know, if you have some, you know, helpful hints, as long as we give both sides those helpful hints, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, although in this scenario, it is favoring one side or the other. It would be a little bit harder, but I don't know. Something you consider. You can figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. That one was was pretty brutal. (laughs) Okay. How many many players received minor losses as a result of any other result? Anyone? Let me look at that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm just see. curious how many people Jeff got to be sad. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight minor losses. <laughs> yeah, all right. Round. <laughs> yep. Whoops. All right. Uh, one of three of them were ally players. Huh? Yeah, that makes sense. Three of them yeah. were ally players? You said there were eight. Yes, that would mean five Axis players had minor losses. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sir, because some of them are not. Yeah, some of them are not as a result of having any other result. Uh, there sorry, is an actual true minor objective loss. Table, in there. Objective tables on there too. So objective let's go with right. just the scenario base. One, two, three. Do I really count the ringer? Four. Oh, the ringer even lost. Well, that happens. I kind of well, not, not it wasn't recon ringer. rumble. This was just an actual <laughs> ringer. Which speaking of awesome. speaking of that. Where did my army end up? I still have it. Okay, all right. Okay, as long as somebody I, grabbed it. We <laughs> gave it away in the raffle. Were we not oh, supposed to do I, that? I, I, <laughs> raffle, yeah. I guess someone will be happy. I mean, <laughs> no, I still maybe have it. not. Okay, all right. Uh, Yowzers, uh, congratulations on winning your dice bags and all sorts of other fun stuff. Uh, let's talk about who won best overall then. Or do you want to start at the lower levels and go up to best overall? Well, let's, we let's start with let's start with my favorite one, which is I'd mentioned that we have the uh, the award that I had gotten for the the Arai victory or Ari as I like to pronounce it, <laughs> and this is for the the person who got oh, the most secondary man. objectives but didn't really get the gist because they didn't get very many actual battle points, and yes. that went to Axis player Bruce. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> all right. So uh, about uh, om- over a third of his points came from secondary objectives. Well done. Uh, and then That's we had I mean. our our Cromlech sponsored uh, brothers in arms or favorite opponent, and that went to clubmate Jesse Thomas, who Solid. had an IS three for crying out loud, and he yeah. received mm-hmm. three best game votes. And the fourth the fourth opponent who didn't give him best game vote won the overall. We'll get that later. Uh, <laughs> and then we had the best painted. Who was the best painted? Oh, that was, I think that was Bruce. Wasn't that? Yep. Yep, that was Bruce. Okay. So, uh, or, or as we call it up here in Minnesota, the Aurora Borealis, because they are gorgeous. Very. And then Not, we had. Can't see them very often down here, but yes. We had, I'm going to put, I'm going to put an asterisk next to the best access player, because 
there was uh, six, seven, seven allies between him and the top player. <laughs> but that went to uh, Chicago Dice Andrew. Okay. Well the done. best Axis player. Yeah, very so well, well done. done. Yeah. And the top of a very competitive list of allies, uh, just eking out by oh, well, four points is a pretty good spread. Uh, the guy I keep handing trophies to every year would be John Stentz, of course. Nice job. Of course. That's the best allies. Very nice, very nice. And the best overall, which based on the standings would confuse you that was an actual Axis player, but that went to clubmate Ian. Yeah. Wow. For right. his... For his and the only player to put Japanese and Japanese cavalry as, as his list. So, well, Japanese cavalry are good. Playing, he, wasn't, he was actually putting Japanese cavalry, not yes. Chinese. There were Japanese in this particular okay. list. Okay. Yes. Yep. Oh. The model and paint wow. job might look very similar to what he's played before, but they were played as Japanese this time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastic. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, so, our. Toys for Tots, between cash and donated toys, we raised nearly $900 for Toys for Tots. Awesome. That, that is awesome. That's a significant improvement over last year. Uh, it's more than double. That's so, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Last year was, was nearly 400 so. Okay. Yeah, that's, that is an incredible difference. That's awesome. We done and good. I, <laughs> Yeah, we we done good, and I, I will say that you know we had, you know, not that you weigh these things, but we had over two grand in prize support, and we raised almost nine hundred dollars. I mean, there shouldn't be a dollar for dollar in, the, in that type of stuff. There really shouldn't, but that's pretty close to what there usually isn't. So, yeah, as a ratio, no, it'd be nice. It'd, it'd be you. You always hope for that much at least, right? Oh, and, and the sponsors going into it know that no, that's not that's not what you're expecting to get out of it. No, totally not. But you know, we we gave many of them who got on board early six months, you know, of quote unquote lip service. You know, I would go through them now, but I don't have that list in front of me, and it's gotten I, rather late here. Totally, and I don't actually think uh, I don't. Um, I'm not sure that we don't like any of them, right? I um, all of them are fantastic. They've just yeah. been great. Yeah, we, we like them about that. Although apparently Ian ran into an issue because he's won so many damn awards at this thing that he can't figure out how to use multiple gift cards on Warlord's website. <laughs> uh, well, see, that's a thing. That's a, a technology issue, buddy. I don't know. you got to talk to them. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Poor seemingly. guy. Yeah, I, feel I won too much. Him. I can't figure out how Shed to use all these at once. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because he, he won some stuff in the Recon Rumble, too. So right. I, I don't think those were yeah. Warlord. I think that was, that was uh, oh, the sure. Star stuff. But. Yeah, fair. Okay. That's right. It wasn't all all Warlord gift cards, but still, seems like a good problem to have. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like you guys had a great time. Yeah, it was fantastic. I yeah. absolutely love doing this. And quite honestly, I am I had not known the dollar amount for Toys for Tots, but that that warms my heart that our that all of these people that came back contributed in such a good way that 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 helps. That's yeah, they were really generous. That was awesome. And I do feel like we maybe under, underserved that as far as on our podcast. We did not talk about that nearly as much as I think we've done in previous years. So it's great that, you know, people stepped up. We'll, so We'll correct that. And we, we, of course, you know, I'd sent emails out to all the players. And the other thing that we're going to emphasize for next year is we're going to com- try and come up with, and, you know, I talked to the Renegade guys, and they're like, you're the only tournament that gives toys. 
what are you guys doing differently that you guys are giving twice? Because that's what they would appreciate more than just the dollar amounts. Right. So I think we're you know if we can look at the Toys for Tots and their program, they typically have historically a tough time getting toys for you know boys ages ten to twelve or whatever it is, and I think we're going to start getting more raffle tickets per dollar value to those actual toys donated versus cash don cash donations to mm-hmm. kind of incentivize that, and I think that's what we're going to do. Totally, that that's because a good idea. Of all the tournaments, uh, Renegade had mentioned that we. We're second in value of prize support. What? Okay. But but not per participant. Oh, I'll, sure. I'll sure. say yeah. there. Right. There you go. Uh, Batman beat us out by n- almost twice what we had. Dude, but I'm they pretty also sure had that... almost three times the participants. Well, and I think that dude actually, like, he legitimately works for Night Models. Like, or he has some weird connection to them that they... They give him so much support, which is well, fantastic. That they yeah, do it's that. good for them. It is a bit it's, cheating. I mean, well, we're getting closer it's, it's, to. It's good for them. It's good for it, them. No, it's great. It just, it, and, and he's a great steward of the game too. I'm actually, I think he, I think he actually works in Dream at Dreamers uh, part time, and I've talked, I've spoken to him a couple times about, you know, oh yeah, right, right, Batman, right, yep. uh, yep. taller guy with glasses, but you know, yep, he know is. You know he's a great steward of the game. Like he again is just like it's a different community, but at the same time, if you have a great person helping, obviously, that they had a huge tournament. How many players did they have in their tournament? They a were lot. forty plus for yeah. at least two events. Dude, I feel so bad that they were uh, <laughs> in that tiny ass room. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, but it's a smaller smaller table size. I guess it works. But yeah, so that. Needless to say, I'm super excited about what how that result came out. Mm-hmm. Above all else, uh, well, job job well done. Glad you guys were able to make it work. And I, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit back and watch it next year again. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh no, no, no. We've got some tasks for you, man. We got some. What? We got we got oh. some work for you to do. We've oh, got boy. work for you. Oh boy. Make us a table, Rick. Oh my dude! I gotta paint eighty Romanians. I'm not gonna be able to make a table. Make us three well, pieces got, of train. You got Rick. twelve months, Sorry, man. Make me <laughs> make me three pieces of train for my uh, Pacific board. Well, I can I can provide you sourced materials. <laughs> no, well, we'll <laughs> Jesus. I've got I've got buildings built. I just have to airbrush them actually. So I'm not I was that far say, away. Don't give me don't give me your Lego duple blocks and stuff like that. So no, 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 no. I have. I mean, dude, I have. I have a bajillion palm trees. I have a bajillion, like, I have an entire village set of uh, uh, whatever the whatever the Sarasa stuff is. I can't remember what it is, but I have it all built, like the bamboo huts. I don't remember what they actually call them, but mm-hmm. uh, mine are just been noticed as shipped from the Black Friday sales. Oh, nice. snap! Stuff's I wish. Moving. Dang it! And I gotta get my Black Friday. Where's my stuff? <laughs> Give me uh, my stuff. By the way, anyone who played in Operation Snafu and received that discount code, if the Black Friday sale is still going on, and hear this, it stacks. Use it. It still, if it still, it should still work, right? I don't know how long the Black Friday is going, but it also stacks Uh, with sales items. So, and I think the discount code was supposed to go through the middle of December, I believe. That sounds accurate. Yeah. So Uh, I'm I'm still just order confirmed. All right. Um, well, I think we have 
plenty of other things we could talk about. However, we might save them for another evening because we Jeff's got to get on a plane to Europe or where the hell are you headed? Uh, to Asia, China, China. Sorry, I can't remember which continent well, you're going we'll to. Start, we'll start in China. We're gonna okay. we're gonna go see. I'm gonna take a lot of pictures. We're gonna see Okinawa. Please. We're gonna see the Philippines. Dude, do you have so. to drop off Ian's ponies somewhere? <laughs> it feels that way. I don't. Think right. I'm gonna take a picture back. of all the pretty ponies I see in Japan. How about that? There you go. I think we're going to wrap it here, and we'll uh, bring up some other topics over time. I think we have some cool little... Next year, maybe. Some nuggets. Ooh, yeah, the last maybe. one. Yeah, this right, is the last podcast for the year, right? Yeah. yeah, we won't be again again until January. Season's greetings, point. happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Is Kwanzaa still a thing? I forget. Yeah, yeah. Joyous yeah. Kwanzaa. Joyous I don't Kwanzaa. know when the Chinese New Year is, but... Uh, it's usually <laughs> not. Uh, I think it's February, late January think. this year, but I'm not certain. That sounds right. I mean, lo- I'm looking. Sorry, now dead air. It was. It was almost February last year. February fifth, yeah, right. my friends. Oh no! no oh, wow! No, it's no, late. No, no, okay. no! 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 That was this year. That was year. That was, 2020. Sorry. sorry. I think it's late January. January. January 25th. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Yep. There we go. Still late. Okay. Cool. Uh, the animal. The animal for the 2020 cookie weighs well. Is a rat. That's oh, me. You're the rat. Cool. Yeah. I am not a rat. I am. I am not a crook. Uh, <laughs> By today's like standards. All right, we're breaking apart here. Let's get out of here, guys. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah is there, that's anything else? All right. All right. Merry the Christmas. The term is over. The term is over. I'll just Huzzah. say this once per year that Operation Snafu is over and out. That's all we allow it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. You make my sad heart jump with joy And when you're near I just can't sit still a minute I'm so, oh Johnny, oh Johnny, please tell me dear What makes me love you so? You're not handsome, it's true But when I look at you I just go, Johnny, oh Johnny, oh about a certain little lad although he's very very bad he could be oh so good when he wanted to bad or good he understood about love and other things for every girl in town followed him around just to hold his hand and sing Johnny, oh, Johnny, oh, Johnny, 
Jeff's thing on the thing, and I. Oh, I was I, practicing my Korean there. Don't worry. Yeah, my my, my brain broke for a second. <laughs> Jeff's thing on the thing. Well, he posted he posted something about Hang Ong Wang headphone jack. I'm like, <laughs> uh, he's hey, Jeff, you missed it. <laughs> but I got Holy I got shit. the lowdown on uh, Adepticon Nationals uh, army composition. Oh. Uh, I'm sad. That was, but... 1,000 points, one generic platoon, so no theater selectors, 16 max order dice, he believes. Uh, no specials, no tank platoons, no planes. Okay. And he will, Seems... he, will, he will send me an official PDF tomorrow that we can then post on our Facebook. And then I said, we're recording tonight, so I'll go ahead and make sure we get it in the episode, too. He's like, cool. There you go. <laughs> All right, then. At the end of the episode.